Here's here's what I want to say to everyone. Of course, you're watching the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I am your host, Hank Strange. And um, as uh, like what I always remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list, look at Lola's deals. Lola uh, spent some time working on that. As well as if you want to find out all the different places that you can support us, we've got links on there. All the different platforms we're on is under the Stranger Palooza tab. So you guys can find that also. Big shout out to US Law Shield. Um, we do have a link in the description of this that you can sign up for US Law Shield. If you do a yearly membership, you can uh, you can save yourself some money as well as send us a couple of shekels, which we appreciate. Okay, all of that being said here, um, I'm gonna do my opening. I hope everyone's ready for this. This is from the movie Independence Day, the original one, the second one. I don't think we recognize that around here. So this is a part of a quote from Independence Day. This was the president, I believe, speaking. He said, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We are going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day, and we are the Who Moved My Freedom podcast the number one Second Amendment podcast in the multiverse. Yes, that's right. I'm going to load my my guests onto the screen right now. And um, I am going to smash the open. Let's get into this. Welcome back to the All right, Hank Strange guys, situation. Make sure that you hit Lifestyle that subscribe button. Smash the thumbs ups. Ring the bell so you can be notified that we're live. Look, there he goes. Ring the bell. Okay. <laughs> So we've got, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do this nicely for, for everyone's ears. So we've got a tradition here. Kevin Dixie knows about this, but we've got Dark mm -hmm. of Dark Light Dugan here with us. We do this thing called Jazz Hands. Everyone has to do it, no matter how macho they are. Let's see, you got you to gotta twinkle the fingers a little. Oh, well, okay, Kevin Dixie's doing, he's doing different things. All right, <laughs> I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Um, you know what? Big shout out to Harry's Holsters for sponsoring us. If you guys use the code Hank Strange, you can save yourself. Uh, I think it's about 10% at Harry's Holsters. They make Kydex holsters, so check those guys out. This is episode 780 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Like I said, we have Dark of Dark Light Dugan joining us, the podcast. And as well, there he goes. He's dark and he, well, I mean, he's kind of light compared to me, Kevin <laughs> yeah. Dixie. Uh, <laughs> But, <laughs> you know. Colorism? That's what we're doing on today's show? Colorism? Yeah, that's how we're going to hmm? start it. That's how we're going to start it. And all right, all right. We, we all have, I mean, how could you not call it out, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have right, the Reverend right. Preacher, um, Dr. Kevin Diximus Maximus, joining us of uh, NLC. What's up, Kevin Dixie? Not much, man. Good. Glad to be here. Um, yeah. Just happy to be around uh, like-minded people for a, a good second. All right. Things all good. Yeah, LV Louis Cypher says Sugar Ray Dixie. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks to both of you guys for joining us. Kevin's coming in here um, a little bit on short notice. We were expecting to have John Crump uh, join us, and uh, I know John's got a ton of uh, how is it? Uh, I wanted to say ores in the fires, but that's not how it works. That'll be ores in the water. Or what's the thing that goes in the fire? Irons. Irons in the fire. Irons in the fire. Irons in the fire. Yeah. There you go. He's got a lot of things going on, so he's tired. So yeah. we'll let him rest, and we're here. Uh, how's everyone doing? Good, man. Good. Blessed. I'm grateful. Awesome. How about y'all? Awesome. Blessed. So, I like that word. I am wearing my Jesus t-shirt today. Yeah, let's see. What does it say? <laughs> Jesus. 
See, Jesus yeah. is the real this thing. This one says, um, hold on, let me see. Share your life with Jesus. Um, then it says, Jesus is the real thing. So it's like a knockoff of Coke. Oh, okay. And nice. the Coke thing, yeah. See, yeah. and most people don't think I have any moral grounding. I have faith and belief yeah. and stuff. I mean, I was half expecting you to come on with some gold rings or something. I saw some kind of picture of you. Oh, yeah, you saw it. Look, man, that's my former life, all right? Yeah, is that real? Wanna... Is that Photoshop? That picture? Let me see if I can. No, that, that that's picture. a real. That's a real. That's a real picture. Um, it was, was actually real? for one of my um, my sister. Do it did a nineteen ninety themed birthday party, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Everybody show up like they were in the 90s. I'm like, "Oh, all right." So that's what we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bring so it. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that D that... right there, boy. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> that, Hank. Yeah, Kevin Loke Dixie <laughs> of the LBC. <laughs> uh, what is going on there? Is that some real? Is that real gold? Uh, no, nah, man, that's from Amazon. Oh, oh. <laughs> so this picture, I recreated that picture a, a couple of years ago, right? So I had to go on Amazon and order the grill, and I don't, nobody has this stuff anymore. But um, I had to go get the grill and get all this stuff. It was like thirty bucks on Amazon, so I just had some fun with it. I found like a. Oh, watch it didn't work and just threw that on my wrist and just had a good time with it. But the thing was to come like you looked in the 90s. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Let's recreate this thing. Now, at the at the bottom half of the picture, I actually, you know, that's when the Crips and Bloods started getting along. So I got like a red and blue rag tied together, too. Remember that? Oh. Like when the Bloods and Crips album oh, came yeah. out and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah, I put all that out. I, put, I had that on yeah. there, too, but I thought that would be too much and break the Internet. Yeah. I hope Plus, my audio is doing bit. better. Oh, Okay. Uh, I hope my audio is doing a little bit better. I hope that's better. Some people were saying that my audio, which I think I had the wrong microphone turned on, so my bad on that one. Um, okay, so that was a real picture from Kevin Dixie. Okay, so listen, let's do this. Let's start yeah. Let's start with Dark. I want Dark to introduce himself to Kevin Dixie and the folks out there as well. And then, then we'll have Kevin Dixie introduce himself to Dark. I just met Dark right now, like five minutes ago, before we started this thing. Yeah, so let's kick it off. Tell the folks out there who you are. Uh, what you do? What's the background here? Yeah, so uh, I'm Dark, uh, originally of Darklight Dugan, which is a uh, channel that we started uh, in December uh, of this past year, so uh, 2020. And uh, it was composed of uh, me, Dark, uh, another dude that goes by Light, and Dugan, Dugan Ashley, formerly of Carnicon. And um, we just kind of, you know, wanted to start a platform of uh, just something to get information out to people and uh, just about freedom, liberty, and just uh, kind of waking people up. Oh, what's up, Swamp Dog? Um, and just to, you know, start, it, it actually started by a podcast, believe it or not. Uh, we did that for a few months and um, we just weren't really getting, I don't know, there's something like you can have a podcast, right? But there's something about video and engagement with others, right? Like being able to sit there and engage with the the viewers. It's, you know, um, mm-hmm. this is better. So uh, we did that from December to th- over like 45 days. Um, we got up to a thousand subs and um, uh, Dugan actually ended up stepping away and, uh, you know, focusing on his family and other things and uh different professional ventures Mm -hmm. and uh light (laughs) throughout all this uh kind of had to do the same thing so i've really been kind of at the helm of it and uh just focusing on teaching people you know how to find their their liberty okay okay so dugan ashley was um 
I think he was more active uh, up to like how long ago was it? Because I know he had some he had some health issues or something like that, right? Correct me if I'm wrong here. And yeah, he was more active yeah. before that in the in the gun community and so far as videos and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, it was probably eight years ago uh, when mm -hmm. I think it was probably seven or eight years ago that Carnicon was deleted mm -hmm. off of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And um, and I mean, him and I like we met on the Internet, right? Like mm -hmm. we're not like best buds or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, he used to he, do some funny, some funny stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It, he was way ahead of his time, man. Like Carnicon mm -hmm. was like just I, I would say at the time one of the best gun channels, gun comedy, you know, mm -hmm. information channels that that was out there. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is this armament and axis changing? Okay, he's sharing your channel, the link to your channel up there for the folks. Okay, very oh, cool. Nice. So, so there you go. That's that's kind of the background there. Kevin Dixie, you want to um, hit for the uninitiated to Kevin Dixie and NOC? Um, well, let's see. Where do I start? I am a civil rights advocate, uh, which engulfs the 2A. So uh, I'm a civil rights advocate that uh, encompasses the 2A. Uh, a minor historian. I am an individual who believes in freedom, life and liberty for all. But I'm not going to uh, spare you the heartache of what that looks like to spare your feelings. Uh, I'm a professional firearm trainer. I have been for the better part of uh, 16 years now, 16, 17 years, somewhere up in there. I've been uh, operating firearms for roughly about 20 years. Well, let's see. What what else do I do? I don't know. I'm, I've been dubbed the um, the gun preacher, if you will, because I, I will get on a, I will I will take you to church. Um, it is, but you know, I'm, I've come from a line of preachers, so it, it's like like literally I do. So it's kind of like a thing in me. Like I'm even married to a minister, so it's it just comes out. Um, but I am all about freedom. I'm all about preservation. I'm all about making people uncomfortable to get to the ultimate goal of us all being free and equal. Um, so that's that's really what I do. I am the founder of the No Other Choice Train and Learn event, which sounds like you need to be it, good sir. Um, but the No Other <laughs> Choice Train and Learn event is a three-day professional development event uh, geared around um, educating the freedom community, not just the gun community, because I think we forget that a lot of times people might not, they might be a tad bit uncomfortable with the gun, but they still believe in your freedom to own it and their freedom to be out there and uh, be involved with us. So it's a three-day professional development event for the freedom community uh, that teaches you how to grow your business from in different aspects. I'm not going to waste Hank's show talking about it, but in different aspects, how to grow your business. Also put you on a range uh, with different instructors from around the country and then have an entire day dedicated dedicated to a collaboration um, and synergy. So um, uh, two years sold out in a row, I think it's going to be relatively successful going forward for you know the unseen future. But that's ultimately uh, who I am. I'm, uh, Kevin Hello, Dixie, you have never wasted our time on the show. Oh, okay. Never, uh, right. Some, some just, people just, have. Just, we won't call names. <laughs> but not Kevin Dixie. You got a list. You got a list somewhere. <laughs> oh, Lola has a list. Trust me. <laughs> but not Kevin but no, Dixie, not at all. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, that's who I am. I, am um, I, I do make people a tad bit uncomfortable. I'm not afraid to get into the issues at, um, mm -hmm. at a nuanced level. Um, and I think and I don't have a political affiliation, which I think more Americans are starting to come to terms with. We just want to be free, want to be left the hell alone. We want people to do right by each other. Uh, so I'm helping. I'm trying to help guide America toward, hey, sit the political BS to the side. And if you happen to side with somebody that believes in a political way of thinking, cool, that's your mm -hmm. freedom. But don't allow your tribalism to override your freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where I want everybody oh, yeah. to get to before we get together. Yeah. Freedom over politics. Right. Uh... Mm hmm. 
that that kind of thing. By the way, I'm Hank Strange. Uh, I come from a long line of pirates, and I'm married to a pygmy. Just yeah, I keep it. I keep it short. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Short and strange. Lola, I don't even. Know, <laughs> I don't even know if Lola's in here. <laughs> oh, she's yeah, she is. I can't. I can't see over her at the back of her chair. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So there you go. You guys have the uh, basics here. I don't think we're gonna have any problem. Um, getting into the conversation tonight. I don't know what particularly folks want to talk about. I was telling Dark behind the scenes. You already know this, Kevin. We don't really like. We don't really plan what Have we get plan. into. No, not unless there's something going on. Um, so if there's things that folks out there do want to talk about, do know, want to know about, if they want to know stuff from Dark, if they want to know stuff from Kevin Dixie, um, l- let us know. You know, we'll you know what? If I may, Hank, I want to get this sure. out of the way because I haven't talked to you since you did. So I want to give a big okay. thank you to you and Lola. And I want to tell you some things that um, other people might not uh, have known how to articulate to you. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we knew you had prior obligations to train learn, but you guys still made uh, your business to come by and get some free food. That's just kind of what black people right. do. Um, yes. So you did make your business come do that. Yes, I do um, do that. But that is in my blood. And <laughs> <laughs> you came there and you uh, we were we were in our downtime. Right. We were having bourbon, cigars. It was around the campfire, uh, the bonfire. I'm sorry. And we were all t- um, just kind of talking. Am I still here? Or we froze. No, you're here. You're here. We got you. OK. Um, and it was kind of the downtown, right? Some people were shooting night vision in the background. We got to see the Starlink. That was really cool, by the way. Yeah. Um, and we, we got to see all those things, and it was great. But you, I saw you, and I obviously I was hosting, so I was moving around. But I did notice you sitting down in, in, in small groups, you know, chatting it up with people, right? And I don't know what the conversations were about. And you know how they say you'll people will forget um, what you said or what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel? Mm-hmm. And so even that short time that you guys were there, there were at least a dozen people that were positively impacted by your presence. Oh, really? That's right. Cool. So I just want to say That's thanks. Cool. I know it was short lived and I know it couldn't have been planned out better. But I do appreciate you showing up because just that stopping and conversating and communicating, whatever conversations you were having, it left a lot of people with smiles, man. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome, man. Um, I'm glad that we were able to add uh something to the situation there i know it's a lot more days and there was a lot more involvement you know more than like i i, I hate to be that person to just show up you know <laughs> and grab the light and then up, eat food and, and, <laughs> and leave. <then> be out <laughs> right <laughs> damn it you yeah. know i still didn't get any of that food i, I'm I didn't not, even eat myself i i, I believe it i believe it was good for that's what happens when you're when you're hosting yeah. yeah, it's funny. It does seem yeah. like the because I obviously hadn't had the chance to really like meet you, Hank. But uh, mm-hmm. it does seem like you know you're a dude that contributes to others, and that's huge. I mean, you don't see that like nowadays. Like, um, and actually, um, Kevin, one of the things you hit on what what we typically see is people like um, you know through just politics and the mainstream media, you know, telling people what to think. You know, we're we're in this place where. Uh, I mean, it's almost like the total bifurcation of our country, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, sports teams on steroids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we need to do more of, you know, bringing people together and uh, contributing to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, man. Um, I'm a fan of this guy already. Yeah. <laughs> how old are you, Dark? How old are you? If that's not like being, you know, too uh, uh, rude. <laughs> I think 34 now. Think thirty four. Um, you think? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I was. <laughs> yeah. No. So I'm, I track with my uh, when my daughter was born. So I'm oh. like, okay. 
when when I turned 30, she was born. So, yeah, 34, 34 and a half. OK, cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, like I'm 49, man. I'm, I'm pushing 50. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm an old dude. You know what they say? Like black don't crack. That's it's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah, for real. It's crazy. <laughs> it's for real. Yeah. Unless you do crack. Yeah. Now, if you actually do crack, it will crack. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My secret is to stay fat. If you stay fat, you look, you look younger. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, listen. You know, it, the reason why I ask is, but because um, I think I'm trying to gauge whether or not people realize where this started changing in America. You know, I've been living in America yeah. since, like, living here. I've been visiting for for a while before that, but living in America since 1983. And back then it wasn't like this. Where where do you guys either you know you, we yeah. can start with Dark and Kevin Dixie. Where do you guys think was it always like this in America? I know like American history in terms of people relating to each other and all that's not always been perfect. But I don't think it was this bad when I came in the eighties. Am I wrong with that? No, I don't think. Is it cool if I go first, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. So I think that uh, you know thinking back. So I was born in the late later eighties, right? Um, I don't think, whatever, I was born in 87, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all those people that are tracking down my information, like, yes, I finally got his birth year. <laughs> One step closer to finding him. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm playing. Um, when we were kids, you know, at least in the like type of conditions that I grew up in, they always said, there's three things you don't talk about. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about money. You don't talk about religion, right? Mm-hmm. And transitioning like to just two or three decades later, it seems like the only conversations we are having Mm -hmm. are about those three things, right? Yeah. We're in this world just kind of like trapped in this world of consumerism and things and money and, and, um, convenience. And so much so that we don't even realize that we don't actually have control of the stuff that, sustains us right like we don't have control of our water we don't have control of our food or shelter security um sorry now that's a whole nother thing right but uh, i mean i guess to answer your question at some point we started to transition from these are things that out of respect we don't talk about Mm -hmm. to uh respecting or caring for others doesn't matter (laughs) we want to enrage you know verbally assault and convert Mm mm-hmm I don't know what point that was, though. Yeah, we got evangelical with all our feelings, <laughs> and yeah. and then whatever we had in common kind of disappeared. Kev, uh, what, what's your take on this? Well, uh, let me answer one real quick question. Night train, um, mm-hmm. try to I try to keep up with the chat, talk to the people. Oh, okay. Night train asks what there. denomination I am. Uh, I was raised a Protestant, but I'm pretty non non denominational. I don't like hold people to a particular thing. I don't even care if people aren't Christians. It doesn't bother me. I just got my own moral values. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, raised the Protestant, but more, I operate more non-dominational. Um, the, to the, to the, the question, here's my, here's my thing. I, I honestly believe that the same amount of stuff with small variations has been occurring. We just have easier access to it now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. The cell phones, the power to communicate, um, all these things, we get the information so quickly. So I don't really think that things have changed. I think that households 
um, were more private uh, to his point. You know, we hey, we we stick to these things. But there were always extremists one way or another that were out there shouting. They just weren't as loud because you couldn't hear them. Mm-hmm. And now you can yeah. hear everybody. Everybody can share their opinion and you can know about it. They can think about it at 12 o'clock and you will know about know about it by 1230. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I think that we have a lot of that. And one of the one of the negative uh, consequences of that is we've um, we get so much information in. I think we all experience information overload. So the only thing we know how to do is ignore a certain amount of it, pick a corner to get into and hang out with the folks in that corner and ignore all the relevant information that might be coming our way because we just got too much of it. We don't care. And we're going to become tribalistic because we are by nature and we just we just fight it out that way. And so we we miss the opportunity of, uh, of unity. As a matter of fact, anytime somebody says something about unity themselves, when they say it, they're viewed as being soft. Right. Like, no, get out here and fight. You know, we got to pick something to fight about. And I often tell people, man, look, it's so many different things. Hell, if I don't agree with people on more than half of the stuff they say. And I'm never going to agree with people because I find myself disagreeing with myself all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I can't agree with you if I can't even figure out all the time what I'm what I believe in on a particular mm-hmm. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Opinions change. Right. You get new information. You're like, oh, crap. OK. didn't know that. Right. So I just think people are trying to look for a reason to fight. Um, I think it's entertaining to them. And I think that it feeds the pessimistic nature of so many people that it's like I have to find something out there to be mad about getting on Instagram and just looking at puppies. And, you know, uh, kittens falling out of trees and shit isn't funny. It's not entertaining me anymore. I need something to be negative, derogatory. Somebody tell me about the Kardashians uh, raping kids in Ethiopia. Somebody give me something negative because I want to be fed something negative. And I think that's just where we go, which is why we chop each other heads off all the time. And then the last thing I will say to that is that uh, a lot of grown people still act like they're in high school. Right. Yeah. You still you still act like you're in high school. You haven't allowed you are mature in age. You're not mature in thought. You're mm-hmm. not sure in, uh, in maturity. You haven't grown to really see that uh, the nuance and the variations and things and conversation and the fact that, you know, we are now the adults of the world should really put some onus on that and say, well, my responsibility is to have a conversation with people and see how we can create and build together. And if I really disagree with you, how to keep whatever you're trying to do away from affecting, you know, everyone else's lifestyle, but bickering and arguing and we get into threaten people's families and we want to shut their businesses down just because we disagree with them. I, I think that's the pettiness and the lack of um, nuts that many people have um, uh, adapted to. Yeah. You know, it's funny from, from both, from what you're both saying, like I remember, you know, even when I came here, or maybe it's just how I grew up as well, you know, it was always interesting to talk to different people. You don't have to agree with them. It was interesting to talk to different people, different religions. You know, I grew up with uh, with uh, with people around me that had different religious beliefs, and it was all good. You don't have to agree and all that, but you can listen to what someone has to say and say, okay, maybe ask them questions and stuff like that. But yeah, I think we got to a point where, no, you everyone has to be converted to one way or the other of thinking and if people don't want to do that they have to be destroyed kind of a thing does that make yes and you know what i think it was was um like what you were just saying like an individual would have to come from curiosity right Mm -hmm. like they would have to come from a place of like hmm maybe i should learn more about that right Uh, but Mm -hmm. uh 
it's uh, it went from a, you know coming from a place of curiosity to coming from a place of conversion, right? Like, mm-hmm. how can I you know shove my extremist beliefs down this person's throat and make them think differently? Not you know ask them questions to a point where they self discover they can think differently. Like, mm-hmm. how can I make them think differently? And um, there's a, a crazy quote um, by Abraham Lincoln, and it's um, it's what is it? It's I don't like that man very much. I must get to know him better. Mm. And like, mm. that always hit me like, Whoa, like that's deep mm. because like, like that's truly coming from a place of like curiosity and like, mm-hmm. you know, like how quick do we make decisions on like, mm, I don't like that person. Like, uh, yeah. you know, out of your life forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, also one thing that Kevin said that was great is like the speed at which we get and give information is nuts. Right. Like, you know, so we can just as easily make decisions and cut things and people off like that. And, you know, uh, so we're living and dying on headlines right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, and even look, and, and, and even look when we have an opportunity to do great things with the information. We don't realize that the, that the things we complain about, how we can even flip them in, in such a way where they benefit us. If we become calculated and methodical thinkers and we don't, Case in point, the Chris Chang Recoil magazine cover. Okay. I'm like, mm-hmm. this thing is is driving people up the wall. Now, I, you know, I was dealing with, you know, my pop dying, so I wasn't able to engage. I was, I was, yeah. you know, emotionally Condolences on that, man. Happy birthday, December. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm sorry to hear um, that, man. So, thanks, man. So, I get, I get to, when I finally get a chance to, like, really take it in what's happening, um, I'm like, let me get this right. We are, and when I say we, I'm, I'm the freedom community. Yeah. Did uh, did dark? Did you? Sorry, sorry, Kevin. Did you? Are you aware of what we're talking about here? The Christian uh, recall cover. No, I'm unaware. Yeah. Um. You want to you want to explain that first, Kev? Just for sure. you know, if there's so some people recall magazine, you know, is recall magazine, right? right. They're, they're a staple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Chris Chang, uh, also known as Top Shot Chris on Instagram, Chris Chang. Uh, is a gay man. He's a gay Asian man, married to a man, lives in San Francisco. Um, that, that's who Chris. That's who Chris is. Chris is also a former uh, Google guy, right? I forget exactly what he did at Google, but he's a former Google guy. And Chris Chang can run a gun. He can flat out shoot. So he won the show uh, Top Shot. I don't know if you remember that show. Uh, had about five or six seasons yeah. or whatever it was. Uh, mm-hmm. Top Shot. So that's where he gets the nickname Top Shot Chris from. He's an author. He's also a two way advocate. Um, he, he, he was he was one of the guys. He was one of the guys on Top Shot. Sorry to to just jump in here. Um, so like my, my my friend Peter Palmer was on Top Shot the first season. He's a Marine Skype, uh, Scout sniper. But Chris Chang was like just a gun dude. <laughs> yeah, he went in there and whooped him. Yeah, beat a SAS like. Yeah, respect to that. Yeah, yeah, he can he can he can run a gun. Um, right. And Chris is spoken of spoken at uh, spoken in front of Congress. He's spoken to various senators. Like the dude is in the fight for freedom. He is flat out in the fight for freedom. Mm-hmm. And he and he's a buddy of mine. So I did take it a smidgen personal, but then I had to cast it to the side before I can have a intelligent response to the people out there. Well, Chris gets on the cover recoil and he is wearing uh, a modification of the American flag, which is the LGBTQ colors, mm-hmm. right? The rainbow colors. Mm-hmm. And that pissed a lot of people off, right? 
And what I'm looking at now, if you're one of those individuals that's like, yo, don't touch the flag at all and you stand on that and you're a purist, I have no comeback or no conversation for you at this moment because you mm-hmm. stand on it, right? Mm-hmm. You abide, but you don't eat off paper plates that got the flag on it on 4th of July. You don't fly the thin blue line flag. You don't do any of that. You're like, leave the red, white, and blue alone the way it stands. I got no argument with you because you're you're consistent across the board, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, for uh, everyone else, it's like, let me get this right. Yes, it is June. It is Pride Month. I get the fact, and this is where I want people to understand how marketing works. I get the fact that you are being saturated with it. I went to Starbucks um, just to have a meeting, not even to get a cup of coffee. I just went to Starbucks. There are three uh, LGBTQ flags flying around at one Starbucks. Every time I turn on a commercial, somebody's got the shirt on. Companies are changing their logos. I've seen in Miami they painted two or three police cruisers pride colors and put all the slogans and i'm like damn you watch shows now for christ's sake you got they got an entire um lgbtq section on netflix i think yeah i'm I'm throwing up the cover just so people can see what we're talking about if they're if they're looking at it and they're not aware of this story since you know we're we're obviously having conversation on it yeah Uh uh-huh and and so i'm like okay i get it right we're humans we're oversaturated with it we're like hey dude like enough is enough stop we get it Please, mm-hmm. for the love of God, leave us alone, right? Mm-hmm. That's how we feel. And then even in that moment, I had to go back and say, well, I'm a, I'm a guy that talks about um, American history a lot. And I will uh, put a little emphasis on the, the black American history. Well, how do people feel in the month of February? Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can self-check and say, well, I think February is pretty cool. So there are people out there that think June is cool. Mm-hmm. Right. And some mm-hmm. people and the people in June probably got frustrated with all the stuff they saw in February. Right. So we have to be able to separate that from our freedom. That's just we're tired of seeing it. I mm-hmm. get it. So when they put Chris on the, uh, the cover, everybody's like, well, recall is pandering. They're pandering. They're part of the big corporate machine now. They're just like everybody else. I'm like, hold on. Aren't we the same community that says we want the Second Amendment community to look like America? We want diversity. We want everybody understanding freedom. And so when they decide to put a gay man who has been on the cover before, by the way, Mm -hmm. but when they decide to put a gay man on the cover in Pride Month, wearing a shirt he chose to represent a community he he loves and also represent the Second Amendment community. I'm like a gay Asian dude on a cover of a gun magazine speaking about American freedoms is not what you want. It's exactly what I want. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, we, we we aren't we aren't processing things correctly. And that's why we constantly lose the fight for freedom. Put your pettiness to the side. I Yeah. Oh, wait, what happened here? Uh okay. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so my bad, my bad to everyone out there on that. Uh, I hope we're still. Uh, I think Kevin is uh, coming in right now. Yeah, you know what? I didn't realize. I think Kevin's there. There you go. Sorry about that, Kevin. Yeah, we got got cut off. You know what happened? Uh, I needed to buy more time. I didn't realize it until I burned right through the time of this of this program. <laughs> I think we're still feeding out to people. Kevin, you there? I think he's there. He's there. He's got to get all. He's got to get all set up again. 
Kevin was in a yeah. Kevin was in a groove and we cut him off. You can hear us, right, Kev? Yes, you're there. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether or not Kevin can hear me. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there he goes. Okay. Yeah, we're here. Sorry about that, folks. Um, I had oh, to. What just happened? No, that was me. That was me. I that, don't uh... know. <laughs> Kevin, he'll be he'll be coming back. We messed up his groove. He was right in the groove. Um, and I know Brian I Woodward know. has a question. We'll get that question answered here. Let's see. Here we go. That's Kevin. We're getting him back in here in a second. Just bear with us. I didn't. So that's all really on me. I didn't realize that. Um, so you have to like how you get a certain amount of time with this software that I'm using, and I burned right through it, and I didn't see the warning of it. So I had to go there real oh, quick yeah. and add more time. I should have uh, paid attention to that. And now we're having some issues getting Kevin in here, and we will. We will get him in. And Brian Woodward, we're going to get to your question once Kevin is back. We'll find out. Because uh, Brian Woodward, here, let me do this. I'll give him uh, money, 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 some love money. for that. He, uh, money. <laughs> he says, sorry to interrupt, but what's Kevin smoking? So we'll, we will get to that once we get uh, Kevin back in here. Kevin might have to restart again. Um, so while we're waiting for Kevin, um, what, do you th what do you think about this, Dark? Obviously, you're hearing about this right now yeah yeah, yeah this is kind of my first time hearing about it i've been a little disengaged i mean there's a time where i would run and go get the newest uh recoil magazine nothing mm -hmm. against them it's just you know that's mm -hmm. that's me but uh mm -hmm. um I think, you know, this kind of falls back into that bucket of, uh, you know, everyone sees this and they're like, well, those aren't my values. Then that's not how I think. That's not what I believe. And then they get offended. And then, you know, you have uh, me personally, I typically would say, I don't care. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. I so I don't care in the sense that it doesn't offend me. Mm -hmm. I'm not bothered by it. And I think, you know, but I like what Kevin is saying that it's, you know, it's putting a positive spin on it that, I mean, this, this is exactly what we want. We want, you know, diversity within, uh, I, I kind of hesitate to even say the, the 2A community, right? We had a conversation about this on our podcast and stream because it's like, it's like saying like um, the shovel community, right? Like the, <laughs> the <laughs> you yeah, know, I get it. Like, right. uh, that's a good, that's a good yeah. analogy there. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's Kevin's true because I mean, though, yeah. Okay, yeah, go nice. ahead. I'm listening to you. Yeah. Uh -huh. We're, I just see Kevin is uh, getting set up so we can see you, Kevin. You just, uh, some somehow frozen. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. I think it's just taking a second to get the, the audio mm -hmm. back too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a good, I think it's a positive thing and mm -hmm. uh you know despite people's individual beliefs and uh it, it, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Um there's from, so, from optics. Yeah, there's so many things I think that's going on with that like some of it Kevin alluded to there in that conversation, you know. There's Recall magazine, it's a magazine, uh probably some heavy some marketing strategies going on there, you know. And I don't For know. Sure. I mean, they, they've got to do what they what they have to do uh, to get people to look at it. So probably that's part of it. Um, for sure. I would say the person I don't know if um, Ian is I think Ian is still running. Um, so far as I know, Ian is still running recall, but I don't keep up with recoil either. I'm kind of like in the category of what you're saying. Like, I don't actually keep up with recoil. Kevin, I think you can. Can you hear us? Yeah, we've got we've yeah, got. Yeah, pay your about. damn bills, man. 
I didn't see that this thing just does a countdown, goes to zero. It's no like red flashing thing, like, hey, bye. They don't send me an email. It's just like, boom, cut you off. Boom. You got to buy more time. I was on a roll. Shit. Yeah. So, um, you guys remember that back in the day, like, oh, I got to add more minutes on my phone? That's how these guys, that's (laughs) how they're. That's how they're doing here. Let's do this before I give my answer. Oh, so Brian Woodward asked this question, Kevin. He wants to know uh, what you're smoking. Oh, tonight's smoke is the uh, Victor Sinclair. This is the uh, Triple Coral Joe, Coral Joe, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Triple mm-hmm. Coral Joe by mm-hmm. Victor Sinclair. Okay, boom. There you go. There we go. Yeah, there Bam. you go. Yeah, it's, it's showing up. Um, there you go. Uh, John Doe yep, says so he's that's only, what that is. yeah he's only here for Kevin so here's what I was saying Kevin I don't know how much of the conversation that you caught if you caught Dark's uh, response to that um, and and I think if I'm just going to paraphrase you real quick Dark if you want I think a lot of people don't really care there are some people who got obviously like really and, and not in a bad way like either way this doesn't really matter you know it's not like anything to get mad um, about am or, I am I are we here are yeah we you're here good yeah time? yeah you're good yeah um, I did. I did hear his uh, analogy. The shovel community. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely did hear that, and mm-hmm. I think that that's a good point. That's why I try to say freedom community more, mm-hmm. and, and not mm-hmm. you know just two A. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still mess no, up and beautiful. do it all the time. But no, that, that's no. He's he's right. Well, we have to. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and even Ken, when you guys spoke mm-hmm. about marketing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's one thing that when people were like, "Well, in, in this horrible marketing, we're tired of seeing." I was like, "So if you would, if they would have put him on the cover in August." You wouldn't have been mad. They put Maj Touré on the cover in, what, November of last year. So you mean to tell me if they would have scooched him over two, three months into the month of February, then all of a sudden you would have had a problem with it. Although he was wearing a shirt on the cover that said, all gun control is racist. So you were okay with the message because it came in November. But if they would have put that in Black History Month, now you're going to be mad at recall because they are taking advantage of the market that's been created for them. Marketing 101, Mm -hmm. go to the market that already exists. The society has created the market for you. So all you're doing is going there. And if it's the month of June where a lot of people are paying attention to these issues, including people that may or may not understand how we view freedom, you know, mm-hmm. then I want them paying attention to that. I want the, the, that yeah. community to look and say, oh, damn, one somebody that believes in what we believe in is on a cover of a gun magazine. What's that yeah. all about, right? And let them come do some more. Every time if, I if see, they click the Instagram page, they probably won't come back. Yeah. I, first of all, I don't read me Recall magazine. I don't give them. I don't give them money. I think Recall maybe is probably one of the better gun magazines of whatever's out there. It's definitely the only one I even know the name of. But it really doesn't. Like magazines don't matter to me. But I'm not hating on them either. If I see my dudes. <laughs> If I see people that are my friends on anywhere, I don't care. You could get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> you could be on a wanted list. I'm like, oh shit, that's my boy right there. I gotta share this. <laughs> I mean, Definitely that's how I buy this edition of America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how and I I'm, get down. I'm, that's I'm, how I'm I get down. Friendly. I am friendly with some guys over at Recoil, right? Right. We've chopped it up. We've talked. So what if Recoil decides to hit me up and say, hey, Katie, you know what, man? Enough conversation. Let's put you on next year's February cover. You gonna mm-hmm. be mad at me? You know what I mean? Uh, like, okay. oh, they're 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 pandering to the okay, black community. Like pandering. February because of black. See, yeah, black February month, because right? of Black History Month. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I I don't care. Like, however you get on, dude. <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, so I, pandering I by is... definition is to indulge or gratify. That's what pandering means. Mm-hmm. Is to indulge or gratify. 
We are all pandered to every single day by every company that exists on this planet. When they mm-hmm. put up that new car commercial and it's like the family in the car and, and it stops right before they have a big collision, they are pandering to the parents that care about their family's safety. That's yeah. who they're pandering yeah. to. They are not talking to the dude that drives a souped up Honda Civic doing 100 down the highway. He is not their target audience in that commercial. Yeah, and They and, are and, targeting those people. They are pandering to them. Here's another thing. So in terms of like that, of like the whole thing of... of of what's going on with some of these companies. I was looking at uh, Joe Rogan. To, I was looking at Joe Rogan. Who was on there? Uh, I think there was like Crystal Ball and a, and a um, and another guy. I can't. He might be Indian. I don't know. He looked like one of my people <clears throat> that was on there. And they were talking about the Amazon thing. So I've been really annoyed with Amazon with the Black Lives Matter stuff that I'm seeing up on Amazon. That that's been going on for like a year. I'm a black dude. Yep, me I'm, too. Pr- I'm proud to be black, but that nonsense that I've been seeing on Amazon has been annoying me, right? And here's yeah. the f- here's the funny juxtaposition of that. Amazon does it doesn't care about anyone. <laughs> you know, uh, the, a lot of people that work for them are people of color, but there's l- l- people of all colors working for them, right? And they treat everyone that works for them like slaves, and then they pretend, oh, we care about the black people over here. I don't. I don't have a lot of yeah, respect for that. Yeah, they care about the. I agree. They, the they care about the the, <laughs> the money. lower line on their P and L. That, yes, yeah. that's, that's what they care about. Yeah, uh, and two A Edu actually uh, says. Oh, let me actually let me back up a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, um, oh, I had something. Um, but uh, either way, it's okay. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that uh, this is kind of where even like the the. Uh, world of firearm owners um just so i can try to get away with uh mm-hmm. not saying to a community <laughs> the um you know in firearm ownership even that world has gotten you know mm-hmm. kind of saturated with consumerism mm-hmm. and i think that um there there's a difference right the the word pandering is overused and it's been bastardized just like you know people calling other people nazis and racists and the mm-hmm. the word doesn't even communist have its, like, I, I say that too i probably say that anymore. too much too yeah i call people communists whenever i get ready socialist that, that word's okay that's <laughs> oh, okay. oh that one's fine <laughs> <laughs> that one's fine no i'm yeah. kidding but see that's how, that's yeah. how uh, individuals get right as long as i yeah. agree with it it's okay um right, right, 2aedu right. uh is in here what's up brother he He's says uh channel, you want his and, quote uh, his you want me to read his quote he says the left is shoving yeah, yeah, um, all this down our throats. It seems like recall went woke left to me. The fact that I could, uh, the fact that I couldn't care less if people are gay is one thing. It's excuse me. It still seems uh, leftist to me. So he's saying like it seemed leftist to him. What? Uh, what? Uh, so let, let me ask. A, let me ask a question though. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're in war, right? Mm-hmm. Which make no doubt about it, we are in a, a battle or war or a battle of the war for our freedom. We always are. Mm-hmm. If someone from the opposition in battle threw a grenade at you, now you know these grenades. Every time they throw a grenade, they kill at least five people. Mm-hmm. They throw a grenade at you, and you know that you have time because you counted. It takes seven seconds for these grenades to blow after the pin's been popped. You got three seconds to throw this grenade back. It's a half a foot in front of you. And you know you can throw it back over there in time and, and use their own weapon against them. You gonna do it? For sure. If you you, you need to be proactive in any fight, <laughs> right? So you have we, what we Always. have to understand is it's not recoil. And I'm not saying to see that's that's part. What he's saying is the frustration. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we all can agree. It's it, you yeah. get oversaturated with stuff. I totally yeah. agree that's with that. That's why I'm talking about that's why I was talking though. about the Amazon thing. That annoys me. What Amazon is doing yeah. with the Black Lives Matter thing is annoying. And and other it companies, I don't want to say it's just Amazon. I see all the streamers were doing that nonsense. Right? So oh, I, yeah. I think it's that crazy. we have to understand that we are talking about opposition of freedom that uses dead kids' bodies, they use high school children. They use crying moms. They use all these different avenues, and they're very, very good at marketing. Mm-hmm. Say what you want to say about them. They are mm-hmm. great at marketing. They understand synergy, and they, they can get past. They bicker just as much as we bicker, right? But they can just get past their bickering because mm-hmm. they hate us more, right? Mm-hmm. So they can just get over it. Mm-hmm. But they're willing yeah. to, to use these things. So the market for this community has been created to say that, oh, people hate you, Right. People over there on that side hate you. And let's make no doubt about it. What they're really trying to say on that side is that people that have more conservative values hate you. Right. Because, you know, the religious beliefs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then people will associate more conservative value lifestyle people to being gun owners. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's a natural association. Mm -hmm. So what they're trying to do is capitalize on the stigma that exists to say these people hate you. What Recall did was, nope, we're going to show you how much we love you. And we're going to show you the fact that we could care less to show you that we care less. What better way to show you that we care, but care less about what you do than putting one of your biggest representatives on the cover of our magazine. So we're going to take that damn grenade that you've been using against us and toss it right back at your ass. Yeah. Uh, let me just get this in, and I'm just putting it here for the conversation. And Dark, feel free to jump in, or or Kevin Dixie. Um, yeah. Ryan Quick says it is. I'm not sure what he's responding to there. He says the rainbow flag no longer represents just the gay community; it represents an ideology steeped in far left authorian identity politics. Whether Chris subscribes to that, um, I don't know. Um, so that's that's his um, that's his comment there. What do you what do you guys think about that? Um, well, I mean, no I understand how personally. people correlate that to mm-hmm. the, the what the gay the, the gay pride flag. Yeah, no, Kevin. Yeah, you dog, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. But I just wanted to address him because he's mm-hmm. okay. you know he he asks, hey, I don't know if Chris, knowing Chris personally, Chris mm-hmm. disagrees with a lot of things that are anti freedom against the left. One thing I brought I brought up specifically. Uh, and I don't disagree with his comment about hijacking the, the flag. I don't mm-hmm. disagree with that. What I is immediately pointed out, my frustration with sections, not all, mm-hmm. with, with particular sections of the LGBTQIA plus community is their attack toward children. I do not like that. I don't mm-hmm. like sexualized stuff toward kids. I wouldn't like it if a married couple was being over sexualized in front of an eight year old. I just don't mm-hmm. like that. Let mm-hmm. kids be kids. Right. Mm-hmm. So. I don't like that. And I brought that up. I said, now, for individuals that are saying, oh, he's part of a community that is, you know, abusing children. Well, so are heterosexuals. Let's just let's just say that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said it like I've never seen Chris promote sex to children. And he responded directly to that comment and said, um, I'm paraphrasing. But he said, I, I don't agree with some of the sick individuals that are part of this community, no different than there are other sick individuals that are part of every community. Like, so, no, I don't I, I know when it comes to some of the extreme sickening things he doesn't agree with. And I have to say, when it comes to the left, he disagrees with a lot because he yeah. constantly stands up and fights for our freedoms. Well, and that's what now, I was going to say. Like, hijacking the flag, that's one thing. Yeah. So here's what I was going to say about buckets. Right. Like, does a person <laughs> does a person fit in one bucket? Or are we in multiple buckets? I mean, can Chris can Chris be 
gay, let's say. That's that's what he is, and he represents that. By the way, I have an interview that I did with Chris at the last SHOT Show, which was 2020, right? And we talked about all of this. He's never hit it, none of that kind of stuff. But can he be gay, and maybe for this magazine article, he's, you know, which the marketing part of it worked if we're talking about it. This is the second time I'm talking about it in the last week. Um, can he be gay and then also be in the conservative bucket? <laughs> You know, or can he be can he be gay and be in the gun bucket? Can he you know, like what buckets are people in? Can you be partly in the conservative bucket and partly in a liberal bucket? Like, I don't give a crap what you what people out there want to smoke and who they want to marry and stuff. Well, like that. I think that's what they you know. Yeah, that's what they've done to us. Right. They've they've isolated these specific things that if you do this, you can't do that. Like, yeah. you know, Lady Justice has a scale for a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> there's got to be a, a, a balance. And mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know, when when we get like these um, little communities, like let's use the, um, you know, him, Chris, for an example. I don't I don't know him, mm -hmm. uh, but people associate like an individual if if they're gay and they can. Mm -hmm. run the hell out of a rifle no problem mm -hmm. when and i'm talking about people's perception not mine right mm -hmm. when they see somebody like that on the cover of recoil wearing a shirt that shirt to some will likely symbolize activism right mm -hmm. people that typically are activists within that community typically you know are, are going to be seen as like the leftist extremists and, and all that. Like, and I'm not mm -hmm. saying that, you know, I personally, um, you know, follow that logic. I'm just saying that may be their perception. Um, uh, sorry, I'm re reading a comment while I'm, while I'm saying yeah, this. Are you looking I, at what 2A EDU is saying? His comment? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me throw that up there since it uh, caught your attention. He says, YouTube literally sent me an email saying that they are promoting black channels and that I could send mm -hmm. if uh, I could send in proof that I'm black, they would promote me. That doesn't make me mad at blacks, but at YouTube, I'm not sh I would like to see that email because I would like to read that email. I know they did send an email doing a survey <clears throat> to see... Uh, you know, I actually did that survey to see what they were talking about, and I think they did want to put people in buckets. They were looking, they were trying to find out, you know, were you black, were you white, were you male, female, what did, what gender did you consider yourself? Uh, all all of those kinds of things um, from uh, from YouTube. And I actually, I know when that happened, a lot of people were like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to fill it out. So I filled it out, right? And I put on there, obviously, that I'm black. That's what I am, um, and. And, and I put that I'm a stray black man and all that kind of stuff, straight. So I could tell you from my gun side, the gun side of this, of what I do for Hank Strange, YouTube slash Hank Strange, that I did that for, they've only, they've only pushed it down more. <laughs> you know, I also did it for this channel. They've only pushed it down more. So yeah. whatever they were trying to find out there, I kind of agree with 2A EDU, although I don't think that's exactly what they were saying in that thing. But um, I think that for be, because I didn't fit into all the things that they were looking for, maybe they didn't do anything. You know, maybe when they looked at like, oh, here's a black guy, they looked at him like, uh, well, he's straight, so we don't really want to do anything. Or he's talking about gun stuff and we really don't want to do anything. And I agree with people yep. who ask the question, what does that have to do with you creating videos and putting it on your channel. I think you fit into every single category except one, which is mm -hmm. firearms. Because mm -hmm. technically, even simply just firearm content is, mm -hmm. um, which I have a lot of on my channel, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, 
firearm content in itself is a violation of YouTube's terms of service, mm-hmm. just so they can throw a blanket over it and you know pull the ripcord on someone if they need to. So yeah. I, I think they they're going to continue to throttle. Yeah, I think even if two AEDU could prove he was black, which by the way I, I met him, he doesn't look black, but he could be just very light skinned. He could be. I mean, could how, be. how do you even I got prove black family? <laughs> how do you prove your blackness, Kevin Dixie? <laughs> um, I don't know. I identify. It depends, man. It depends on if I'm trying to get credit or not. Then I'm white. I'm always. Um, oh boy. Identify <laughs> as I as I choose to identify, sir. Okay. Well, Depending all, on what my, uh, all my firearms <laughs> identify I, I, as dirt bikes, and they need oh. mufflers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think the only way, unfortunately, the only way you prove to you know the the YouTubes or the big corps if you're black is if you're also black and screaming victimhood. That's the only way you can equal black. That's it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they have no use for you. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's that. there's a there's an overall problem with that. But but just to just to go back to the thing, I I think like I said, I did a video with Chris, and I don't know if everyone necessarily knows him. If they knew him, none of this would be surprising. You know, he's one of the most chill people I've ever met. Lola and I bumped into him at Shot Show. We've seen him lots of times. He always talks. He took a lot. Of, we were like, hey, this is real loud here. We want to talk to you. That is a video that's on my YouTube channel. It's been there for almost two years. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It, it this it's on a channel that has over 100,000 subscribers. It didn't even get 900 views. But I didn't I didn't push the issue. Maybe if I would have pushed the issue of Chris being gay or something like that. But we talked about it in that thing. So I wish that in one part, some people would maybe go out there and look and see, like, who is this guy? Has he been representing, you know, for the gun community for a long time? His credentials are legit when it comes to that. And then to get mad, I think, over a T-shirt that, like a lot of people said, that if you're going to get mad over that T-shirt representing the flag, then you should get mad over the Blue uh, the blue Lives Matter T-shirts or this thing or that thing that violates fact flag, clo- uh, flag code. Difficult for me to say there, but, you know, what, at what part does this blend into art? Like, there is what's the flag to me. This is what I think as an artist. There is what's the flag, and there's what are artistic derivatives of it that are way off when it doesn't have the same colors. Is it the flag? You know? Mm. That's is a good it, point. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, you can... I I think when it when it when it comes to that, Hank, I really like the last thing you said. Right mm-hmm. when you when you alter it so much, does it even put you in the mindset of the flag at all? Like I, I do like that mm-hmm. that thought process. I also think that people will allow. That's where cognitive dissonance comes in. At right, people will allow what a, what pleases them to be okay, and then mm-hmm. as soon as something doesn't please them, they're mad. Like there are plenty. If they would have put um, a cop on the front of that magazine that had a black shirt. With the thin blue line flag on it, nobody would have anything to say, mm-hmm. right? But it's still it's still modifying the flag. And let's be honest about something. And I saw a lot of people having this argument. It's very valid. You can support police. There is nothing wrong with that. Let me make that very clear. Mm-hmm. But you do understand that if your fear comes to fruition, if your fear really does happen about like your guns being taken, if that really was to happen, you do understand there's going to be a whole lot of people that represent that flag coming to take your guns, right? You can, you can, I, I know, hear the argument about, I know cops that won't do it and et cetera, et cetera. Look, I worked at a PD for, sure, for 10 years. Yeah. I know some cops that won't do it either. But I also know some cops that are, or will, will stack up on that door quick as shit. 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you still are are facing yourself with saying, hey, I respect you in this regard, mm-hmm. but I, I'm going to have to understand that you might maybe, maybe not mm-hmm. become my ultimate enemy one day, right? So mm-hmm. you can't, but you won't have enough pride or enough intelligence, I, I should say rather, to just say, okay, well, here is somebody else that looks at the flag at this way. So if I'm okay with it being thin blue or thin red, and I even brought up to people, the Trump flag and not the ones where they completely changed it, the one that actually has Trump names in the stars and bars, Mm-hmm. You're okay with that, and right? That's that's putting a man before the country. But you're you're okay with that, and then or are we really okay when get... are we okay when patriots are draping the flag over themselves? Or I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know where, where what? What about and if you really want to get knee deep into the conversation, the North and South went to war, right? Mm-hmm. One flew one flag, or one flew another one. So if you really want to respect. The stars and bars, which went through, I think, I don't know, 13 or 16 modifications over the years. But if you really want to respect it, then one can argue, I better not catch you with a Confederate flag either. <laughs> so it's a, when you when you start when you start yeah. tossing out um, all this bias and this prejudice, you need to understand that cognitive dissonance is playing a part. And sometimes things make you mad, but you have to understand that in order to open my mouth, I have to put my foot in it. So I probably should just shut up. Yeah. Uh, so let me do this. Let me do this real quick. Let's take a little quick break here because Flying Rich gave us some money. So money, 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 money. Um, <laughs> Flying Rich. <laughs> he says, yo, 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 uh, uh, DLD and KD. Um, yeah, so thanks for that. Okay, I'm about to throw this now. Before I, get into, before I get into this, let me preface this. It is me and Kevin Dixie here, and Dark is kind of like the uh, the cream in our Oreo cookie. The white guy in the middle. Yes. So this might get uh, this this might get a little weird. <laughs> this particular thing. Same minority. <laughs> um, so so here's the thing, the N word, right? Uh, you said this, Kevin Dixie, at the beginning when you were talking about the flag. Like, if you if you're like a strict flag guy, and any violation of that is a problem to you, good. So when it comes to the N word, if you're if you're a person who goes, no one should use that. That's a terrible word. No one should use it. Is it okay if you're black and you use it? Is it okay if you're listening to a song and a black person is singing it in a song? But if a let's say a white person is singing it in a song, that's not okay. Like you know, this is the this is the thing, and this is what the reason why I brought up the artistic aspect of this thing and the expression aspect of what we're talking about here. Because I think there was actually a court case re- relating to the flag about this, right? About where does it become artistic and creative? Where, where does all of that land? What do we do here? Can we even do anything about that? Is there anything that we could really do to stop people? If we say, hey, this is bad, and I'm going to tell you right now, I, the way that I feel about the N-word, this is how I grew up. Lots of people around me talk like that, black people, okay? And then there's some mm-hmm. people around me that were not black, and they talk like that, too. What bothers what would bother me if if someone it's like I think language depends on um, your uh, out, you know, your your emotions when you're expressing it. So if you're mad at me. Yeah. Yeah. Your intention with your language. Right. If you're mad at me and you're trying to use that as a dagger to stab me, then, okay, that that's one thing. I'm going to get mad about that. But if it's coming at me from a different direction, I'm not going to get mad about it. Some people feel differently. Don't use the word at all. Whatever. Um, does this fall into that category? I think when you when you talk about, I can see, definitely see you know making the association. Mm-hmm. 
as thin as I think it might be, it's still I can still see the the link. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the use of the N word, here it is. If it is used, so we understand it is popular because of music and movies. We get that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we all understand the modification, right? The the GA instead of the the ER. Like we get it's it. art, man. It's gonna start having derivatives. It is, it is art. Yeah. <laughs> here's here is here is how I feel about it. I have battled with 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 this for for years, right? It's become more of a. I'm not necessarily. Am I guilty of using it? Absolutely. Am I a big a fan of it? Like saying, "Oh yeah, man, I can't wait to this new track come because I need to hear that, that word thirty times to make it pop." No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, uh-huh. I'm pretty cool with listening to some music or watching a movie and it go by without being said. At the mm. same time, when I watch movies, like they got this new series that I've been trying to trying to watch, but it's it's kind of weird the way they put it together. It's called Underground Railroad, and it's on uh, Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And obviously, in that, they're they're back in in those days. So you got the white people in there, the white people using the hard er all throughout mm-hmm. the movie, right? But it makes sense because of the show that it's on, art, right? So it's mm-hmm. not meant to insult; it's meant to bring re, re, bring the art to your face. So I don't get offended by it because I understand mm-hmm. the context in which it's being delivered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think when people, regular dude that has no interest in truly saying a word, but is trying to prove a point to you by being like, well, I can say this word too. Yeah, you can say it. Just understand there might be some consequences behind it. Mm-hmm. But you absolutely can say whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But you're not bringing it in such a way where you're you're making uh, an artistic reference. You're trying to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when it's being delivered like that, you're going to be treated like that. Mm-hmm. Um and then there are the there are the individuals, um, and I, and I use myself as a prime example. I, I love old uh, Italian gangster movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like love them, like you mm-hmm. Goodfellas and you, you, all of them, you, 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 Casino, all I love all of them. I found them fascinating. Mm-hmm. And the Italian Americans use certain terms to insult each other that I will never say. Mm-hmm. Because I am not interested in insulting them, and I don't find it. Even though I love the, the movies, I love you know how they're put together. I love the art. I don't find a need to bring that to reality because it's popular in movies and walk up to a dude I know that's Italian and say it to prove a and point. And talk to, to them like that. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I was going to bring. How I feel about it. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Dark, do you want to do you want to touch this? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> so, where I grew up. Um, there were a lot of, uh, you know, I grew up with a lot of uh, black dudes, black chicks, and uh, I grew up uh, in a suburban area, but uh, it was a popular word. It was popular in the music. It was popular, like, but there was also a clear line or distinction, like, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it is a word that... Uh, <laughs> You don't use, you know, out of place and out of place would be like, it's only for, you know, only for black dudes, black chicks, like, you know, it's only for African-Americans. I mean, I don't know another way to, uh, to put that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got black family like, mm-hmm. uh, through marriage and stuff. So, um, uh, I don't know. Um, 
So what about like what Kevin just touched on um, at the end of his conversation? You know, there's derogatory words for all kinds of people, right? There's derogatory words Mm -hmm. for Indian people. Uh, My mom, my mom was Indian, you know, and there were words that were derogatory to Indian people. And people would use that sometimes to talk to her. And she's like trying to tell them, listen, that's not a good word for us. Or there's derogatory words for white people and all this kind of stuff it you know like if we're gonna have i think to what to what kevin was saying if we're really gonna sit down and do this we can't actually like i believe in actually dealing with stuff and not just finding like my thing that i have over leverage over someone else if you really want to say okay that's it no one could use this then what are the things that other people like well okay if you guys are gonna put a moratorium on that word we want one on this word too or that word you know how 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 far do we take this, and can we even do yeah. anything about it? So I mean, I think it, it, like that kind of goes back to like you know how you're raised, right? Like you know, my parents taught me like not to uh, like speak hatefully, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know, love people, like love human life, like. Uh, and I think a, a lot of those words, like uh, you know, that describe different races, like yeah, uh, you got to look at like what's the intention behind it, right? Do I listen to music that that you know drops in words like that casually? Of course. Um, am I around people that drop you know words like that casually? Yeah, but um, like I think I heard Lola say in the background, like it's the intention, right? Like mm-hmm. if uh, if your intention behind using a certain word is to um, you know, uh, just spread hate or, you know, be divisive, then Mm -hmm. I think it should be off limits across the board. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, um, off limits meaning inappropriate, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would never cancel someone's speech. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It's hard to kind of find a, uh, um, Mm -hmm. a line that's appropriate. Yeah. Um, is Kevin still there or is he frozen? It looks like he's frozen. Kevin just is deep in thought. Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> no, he's frozen. <laughs> we lost him there for a second. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, hold on. He's coming back in here. Boom. Let's see. We got Kevin. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll get him uh, back in here in a second. Okay, I'll let you guys know. Um, there's a whole bunch of uh, comment on this. You know, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think ultimately a lot of these things are tough things. And what I'm trying to do is like, look, if we don't talk about things, we don't make things better. I tell people in my family this all the time. The things that we cannot talk about, that we cannot have conversations with each other without each other getting their feelings hurt and all that kind of stuff, we're not going to make it better. And before we move on from this, I'll tell you guys a funny story. My older son, one day uh, something happened. I was like, boy, come over here. And he and he was like, what? What? What did you just say to me? I, I said, I said, boy, come over here. And he goes, that is a derogatory thing. I learned that in school. Don't talk to me like that. This is my son. Mm. Okay. He's mm. telling me I can't call him a, a boy. <laughs> this was, this was years ago. I mean, right now he's like 22 years old. So I don't know how old he was when he said that. I think it was maybe 12 or 13 or something like that. Um, it's so it's so crazy if we don't you know like people are teaching people things and they don't even they don't even understand the sol- subtleties of it. I was like, you're my son, you're a boy, 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that to you in a in an angry or derogatory way or trying to hurt your feelings. I told him I come from a different culture. This is I run into this a lot of times. Right. You know, like I, I grew up, I spent part of my life living in England and in England, there's like the head boy. It has nothing to do. You could be black. You could be white. You know, there's just certain way that people talk to each other. Uh, I was born in the Caribbean. I've lived in Africa, you know, and then I came here to America. And you, I feel like there's one way I look at things. And then there's one way that someone who was who was born and raised here in America looks at things. And we all need to respect each other and be able to at least communicate about these things if we're going to try to fix things instead of just attacking each other. If there's someone who's clearly... Uh, like a terrible person and trying to hurt people and want to use those things to hurt people, then we should deal with that. You know, I had um, a uh, older gentleman, and I say, oh, I want to say he's every bit of 65, if not 70, mm -hmm. um, a couple of years ago. And he was a white guy and he was taking uh, my son. He wanted my son because my son and his grandson were friends and they convinced my son to join Boy Scouts, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. cool, man. I want you cool. to, you know, experience everything. You want to go to Boy Scouts? Awesome. I'm with it, right? Mm -hmm. So I signed him up, paid the money, and their their every their weekly meeting interfered with my schedule. And so um, he asked this this man, "Hey, would, can I ride with you guys?" And they only say three houses from us, and he was like, "Sure." So he comes over to make contact with Dad just to make sure Dad's aware and everything is cool. Mm -hmm. And so we're standing there, we're having a great conversation. And now, mind you, his age, okay? And he says to me, you know, I just really like the fact that your kid was comfortable, um, you know, asking us for a ride because, you know, I remember when the colors wouldn't, and I, I'm just, <laughs> oh, that, and I'm standing that there. That triggered you? Right? And, and I, I'm standing there, and I'm listening to him, mm -hmm. and immediately I'm like, okay. Like, it's really hard to move me, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you have to take things in with, look at his age, yeah. Like and he's actually trying yeah. to make a good point. He's yeah. actually trying to say, I'm glad that we've gotten past this BS and we can, you know, at least. But, I but can at, at a point out. at a point in history to say colored was a was a respectful was a way. Respectful. No, it yeah. was a respectful way to say respectful. it. There was a completely different way to say it. Um, I remember when I first moved. I live here in the country. It's about ninety nine point nine percent white people. And there was a guy who came over. If anyone ever looks at my videos and they see there's like a massive uh, plot of land behind me, it's over a thousand acres. And the guy who owned that came over to talk to me. And he said, you know, when I was in school, my best friend was a colored guy. <laughs> but he's an old dude, like you're saying, Kevin Dixie. <laughs> and and, and yeah. he, was, he was like, I love that guy so much. I, you know, I don't know how we got into that conversation. That was, like you said, an old guy's way of trying to say to me, hey, I'm, I'm cool with you being my neighbor. Yeah, I think it's all perception, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the perception of someone my age and then twice mm -hmm. my age is going to be completely different. Yeah. And um, like you said, that like that that was um, a way to be respectful, um, mm -hmm. you know, back then. Because there's mm -hmm. other variations of that word, too, that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, were, were less, um, um, you know. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's the same reason. It's the same thing with boy. Boy was used... Yeah when it was used to talk to a to a obviously grown ass black man <laughs> to be derogatory to him right yeah. it's, a, it's a way of saying i don't respect your adulthood and your manhood yeah. right and this is like these are these are this is the the funny thing about language and and it's it's an early part of our expression of creativity and all of that and we have to somehow figure out 
how we're going to deal with these things and be able to talk to each other with it and 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 realize like you know what kevin is saying like who am i talking to who am i dealing with you know um because and 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 the reason why i bring this up is i think it's very relative to to what maybe happened with Chris Chang, that we don't know. He, this is probably his way of wrapping so many things together and saying, like, I'm an American, I'm, you know, I'm a gun guy, I'm gay, you know, that that sort of thing, right? And, and, and represent for who he is. And one thing I have to say I believe in, I do not think it is a crime to be proud of who you are. Agreed. I really don't. You could be a white guy, be proud of it. A black guy, be proud of it. Gay, be proud of it. Straight, be proud of it. <laughs> be proud of who you are, especially if it's not a thing that is harmful and hurtful to other human beings, you know, or kids. That's the thing, uh, you know, that I don't want you to be proud of if you if you uh, do bad things to kids. So, do we yeah. still have Kevin? Is Kevin still here? Yeah, it, yeah, I'm still here. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm listening to you. Here we go. I am. I am still here. I am. Uh, listening i just think people need to um it, it, nuance and perspective man it, it, we need mm -hmm. to take everything there were some there were not some there were just a couple of people so uh one of the we call it the movie from train and learn came out yesterday or earlier mm -hmm. this morning or something and mm -hmm. there is one part of this five minute video it's probably 10 seconds mm -hmm. uh if that and i'm standing there at train and learn and i'm saying and I, i'm making a point now this is actually snipped out of the big speech i was given Mm -hmm. And um, people were talking about, you know, um, you know, kind of like their their failure points and, you know, they got all these different things that are keeping them from being successful in business or in the 2A sphere or whatever their thing is they were doing. That's why we're there. Mm -hmm. And I said to them, well, if eight years ago, I would have told you that a black dude would be running a professional development event for the gun industry, you would have laughed. And then I went on to say, I've fuck your feelings. Because I woke up one day, Blink was on the cover of Time magazine, and I'm no better than anybody else in this room. We can all be that impactful, mm -hmm. right? And there was there was one person that was like, oh, why does he have to bring race into it? Well, dumbass, because there are a lot of black people that don't think, still to this day, that what we do is something that we should be doing. They still think that, oh, it's just for these kind of guys. So my point of making that reference was, you can sit at home and claim that you want to be about freedom, or you can get up, go against all odds and make your own change. And if anything, I can be the example to show you that maybe this industry is a little bit more open than you believe. Mm -hmm. Right. But yet somebody still wanted to take that and spin it to why is he making about race? Because it was applicable to what the hell we were discussing. And that's what I mean by we stand in each other's way so much. We just don't allow people to bring their ability and their assets to us winning this war of freedom. I don't give a damn what, what if you can do something that's not morally corrupt and help us win, do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, do it. Yeah, that's why we're in a lot of ways. That's why we're losing. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for several reasons. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I Go see ahead. the correlation though with kind of mm -hmm. you know um, with Chris and the shirt, and uh, I, I think just you know everything though gets back back to uh, you know it's dividing communities, it's dividing people, and mm -hmm. uh, we if, if the intention originally was the bifurcation of our country, and then they got the bifurcation, and they said, well, okay, so what side do we want to lose? Let's just divide that half into as many crumbling pieces as we can till there's so much infighting that they mm -hmm. they can't bond together to you know achieve yeah. a goal yeah um, 
And some that's partially th- joking, me saying it in jest, but, you know. Yeah, some things we, like, you know, I think we do need to pick and choose our battles and what we fight about, and I don't even really think that's a big deal. If I see, like, I'm going to bring it back to this. If I see my friends on some publication, I don't care if it's a wanted poster. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> you got out yeah. there, you know. Um, but I don't know if it was if it was a big thing. Although, you know, hey, we, we're talking about it and... You know, um, there's things there on multiple sides of that. And I don't know if everything is necessary. Because ultimately, what was Martin Luther King's dream, right? That that we can all just hold hands and, and, and have communion with each other and hang out and do stuff. And at some point, get past. But we cannot get past if we don't talk about the things. This is the juxtaposition of life. Like, life is real. <laughs> you know, we either like talk about it and deal with it or we don't and it gets worse but if we talk yeah. about it in that moment sometimes the person talking's feelings are hurt then the person who's receiving that conversation their feelings get hurt i mean you know and we have to be able to talk and like get through all that and go hey you, you know what at the end of the day I, I i still love you i still care about you you know let's let's move on let's move forward from this and do what we need to do it's tough. I'm saying that I'm not. I'm not talking about the gun community. I say that to members of my family all the time. Say that to Lola. Say that to my kids. I'm like, if you don't talk to me and tell me something, then I don't know. Like it's a thing. If my son didn't say that, I wouldn't have the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with him, and we yeah. talk about that thing, right? He would have just been programmed by his school, and that's it. And he might have gotten mad in a different situation where I wasn't there and so easily that situation could go like that and someone winds up dead but here's my opportunity to talk about it with my son and diffuse that so that even if someone comes at him in in that way in a derogatory way he could deal with it well I think we're just so damn sensitive that people don't even want to say that they're offended and then have an open conversation about it like an actual open mm-hmm. conversation with an open mind and an open heart and say, I'm offended. Here's what you said or did that offended me mm-hmm. unless they're behind keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, unless they're online or on yeah. the phone or whatever. We are still dealing and dark. I know, like you like you said, mm-hmm. you've been, you got a, a, a channel full of gun content. Hank, clearly I know what you do. People know what mm-hmm. I do. And you, you know, one thing that amazes me and I'll just use us for a, a, and when I say us, I mean a freedom, the freedom realm. I'll just use us for a small example. We are still dealing with such a high school juvenile mentality in this fight that we don't even want you to talk to people that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that shows the fact that collectively we have so much growth to do. The amount of times people have told me who to talk to. And then when you try to educate them on culture, like, well, you know, a if you've survived through whatever you survived through, you've had to build and form different relationships with certain people that certain people might not like, but it was a survival technique for you. I don't, I don't even understand how we can't get past that juvenile mentality, which is why it truly doesn't shock me that we're mad about a magazine cover. I don't like this person over here. I don't like what they do. And if you talk to them, I'm going to alienate myself and all people that will listen. Mm-hmm. And right there. <laughs> Wait, are you there? Are you there, Dark? Oh, everyone's frozen. 
that's interesting. Okay, let's see. We should be feeding back out to the people. I can still see everyone out there in the chat. It looks like I could still... Okay, for some reason we got kicked off. Okay. <laughs> we'll figure that out. We'll figure out the conspiracies of why, why we got kicked off um, here in a second. We, we do have Dark on, and I, don't, I think that he's only got so much time. So we, got, we should talk a little bit more about uh, what you're doing. I know some people want us to talk about Texas. So uh, we will get into Texas here, but um, on your on your podcast, Dark, what kind of stuff do you guys talk about? Like, what's your particular interest in the gun community? Yeah. So um, first, I uh, just want to say what's up to Flying Rich. And uh, earlier, I know two eight edu was in here. So what's yeah, up, he fellas? Was. Yeah. Um, the other dude you got in here, um, the end is near. Beware. Mm -hmm. um, he's the one that kind of connected us in in the beginning. Oh, cool. Um, okay. Shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but just a little bit about the channel is that, uh, you know, when, so I met Dugan and this other dude light, it's, you know, part of dark, like, mm -hmm. uh, dark light Dugan, but we did change the name and all kind of mm -hmm. fill you in, um, about a year ago and, uh, um, just kind of started spending time, you know, learning more about who we, you know who each individual is and we were like man our phone conversations are dope like we should just <laughs> you know we should do this like uh and record it and we started doing it but uh all of it like everything that we discussed around the premise of freedom and god-given liberties that are protected by the constitution and uh we're just trying to wake people up to understand the fact that like you know they don't have control of their water Right. Like, you know, we know who has control of their water. They don't have control of their food. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have control of their shelter, their security. Mm -hmm. So we're just bringing in awareness to other people. Not saying that everyone needs to go out and homestead like, you know, today that would be mm -hmm. great. But um, just bringing in awareness to, you know, focus on the most essential things in your life that will sustain you. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you, you have do a, a lot of prepping stuff. stuff and gun stuff, too. OK, so you're yeah, doing a lot yeah. of prepping stuff. OK. Now, yeah, are you living? I mean, are you living that? Like, I don't know if you disclose where you live and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm in Virginia. I can say Virginia. that. Okay, Virginia. Are you in the woods? Yeah. Are you in the Virginia woods? <laughs> close to the. I'm. I'm uh, close to the woods. I used to be much closer <laughs> to uh, the city, but um, okay. I uh, last year I kind of moved a little bit further out. So, okay, uh, much closer to the woods now. I actually okay. got a place that I can say this is, you know, on my property. Uh, you know, I had strawberries growing. I had uh, mm -hmm. garden, all, all all sorts of stuff. But that's the beauty of it is that I'm still on like in the journey, like on the journey myself, right? So mm -hmm. like we kind of mm -hmm. all get to go through it together. Um, we, we've had incredible guests, like people come in and just to talk about like agricultural stuff, how to you know farm bees. How to you know um, do bleedsmith stuff? Like we've had um, the AK guy on there. Mm -hmm. um, we've had James Reeves from TFB TV, mm -hmm. Johnny B. Like mm -hmm. just been super blessed to have some dope guests on there. Right, and you had Brandon Herrera. Was, was he showing yeah. you the, the art of the hair flip on there? Or? Man, I, I <laughs> wish I'm still trying to get it down. <laughs> I have to He's get it, Brandon. I'm sorry. I, I can't. Yeah, well, Brandon's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, Brandon's like, cool, man. Huh? Say Brandon's a good dude. I just want to say he's a pretty cool. Yeah, guy. man. He's 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 really awesome. Yeah. You who? Yeah. If there if you don't like Brandon, something's wrong with you. You gotta check yourself. 
yeah, yeah. he's just so a, cool. like mm-hmm. just a good dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you live, you yeah, live in off grade too. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not completely. I'm, okay. I'm headed in that direction. And um, my intention is to get a second piece of property that is completely, um, you know, uh, yeah. isolated. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm still on the journey myself, man. I'm just, uh, you know, doing what I can to bring an awareness to others that, uh, you know, they they can have, you know, as much freedom and liberty as they want if they choose to, uh, you know, not having full control of the things that sustain you is uh, the dangerous part. So we're just bringing an awareness to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that's like a thing people don't think about. A lot of people scream and shout about freedom and liberty, but it's like it's literally something that you live every day. There's, of course, all these laws and all that that we talk about, but it's like mm-hmm. there's things that impact your life every day. Was it was there any questions you wanted to ask Dark before before he gets out of here, Kevin? Uh, the only thing I got to ask him is when the hell I'm going to be on the show. Oh. <laughs> hey, man. I, I stream three times a week, man. I'd love to have you on. Okay, yeah, we got to exchange some. And also, Kevin's going to be doing a, you're still doing your podcast, right? At some point, that's kicking off. Right? Uh, yeah, we're launching um, um, Stogies and Strauss will be launching this summer. Um, and uh, but I don't I know he's he's got a bounce. So I don't want I'll talk about that when he's when he's. Yeah. When he's, uh, yeah. We'll uh, we'll exchange info. So just hit us up and I'll and I'll exchange info with Kevin and all that kind of stuff. We'll we'll figure out a way to connect you guys, you know, and of course, yeah. I'll, I'll try to figure out a way to get on your show also. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say uh, we actually set you up, I think, for the 23rd. Oh, OK. Um, I'm already coming on the to, show. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, okay. we'll get you on there and uh, shout yeah. out again to Two Edu. He said shout out to Dark. So thank you, and I'm just grateful for you guys, you know, having me on and you know getting to know you guys a little bit better. And uh, yeah, look forward to working with both y'all. Same here, man. It was a great conversation oh, yeah. with you. I hope everyone checks out. Uh, tell people exactly where they need to go to check you out before you go. Yeah, so you know when we separated with Doogie and Ashley, um, he uh, you know went on to do his thing. So now we are DLD mm-hmm. after dark. So okay. we used to be Dark Light Dugan. If you search Dark Light Dugan, you'll still find us. Mm-hmm. But um, if you currently we are DLD after dark, which stands for Dark Light Discussions after dark. Okay. A little repetitive, but hey, it's right. good. Right. Just look up DLD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, copy that, copy that, uh, and then John. Hey, before, Crump- before you, before he bounces, though, mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I just, just, uh, I just noticed it. So the man spot is um, might want to reach out to him to be a guest. He's uh, putting up footage of him building his homestead, like mm-hmm. now. So he might be a pretty cool nice. guest to have on because he's literally building it out now and oh, making cool. a vlog about it. So he might be a good guy to have on. Yeah, that is. That's cool. dope. I would love that. Yeah, and then let me get this from John Crump. He was supposed money, to be money, on. Money, money, money. He gave us- Money. Gave us some money. <laughs> John Crump says, "Sorry, I missed the show." That's from John Crump. So, yeah, he it's just. Woke, you needed the rest, John. Yeah, he just he just woke up from a from a good sleep. He doesn't sleep that often anyway. So, yeah. No, he's like me. Yeah. I do want to say this because I, I I've been watching you since like you know way back like in the early hacienda days. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know oh, if boy. you remember. Uh, um, <laughs> when mm-hmm. when you came out there with uh, I think it was the Scorpion with the Safety Harbor um, mm-hmm. uh, okay, attachment yes. on the back. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. That like that like few videos there like pushed me towards purchasing a Scorpion, and oh, for sweet. that I'm grateful because oh. I got my Scorpion with the tail hook and the binary trigger, and that's awesome. my baby. 
Awesome. So, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that we helped you. Uh, Walter will be happy for that as well. You know, um, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, you know, and please come back on the show, man, anytime. I loved it, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys All having right. me. Peace out. Peace All out. Right, man. See you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all be, be safe. You too, be man. Dangerous. uh yeah make sure you guys uh make sure you guys follow dld what was it dld after dark kevin dld after dark yes uh dark after dark dark light dark light after dark so just let that you know some things just sit in your brain like that i'm gonna wake up in the morning i'm like okay i've got to figure this out Right. <laughs> right. It is it is catchy. Yeah. Did you um I know we're we're switching around here. Um so what is this? Edge of the South says you still got the PDF. What is the PDF? Other than what a PDF is, uh, is that am I um yeah, you're gonna have to be a little bit more the PDF sounds familiar or something, but uh I'm not a hundred percent sure, so uh, elaborate on that a little bit. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's any other thing. So this thing in Texas, so I think the governor just signed that bill in Texas, which I did not see. Yep. People were asking us about it. Um, I just you... see it. I see it here. There you go. Mm-hmm. There's from the GOA. I don't. Where's my Where's my camera? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. That's from the GOA. Uh, Institutional it's... carry. Texas. Yeah. And it is scrambled. <laughs> What is happening, man? You're supposed to be in Atlanta. I don't know, dude. <laughs> no, that's that's your little string. You start paying your oh, damn bill. Stop buying minutes. <laughs> start working. Okay, hold on. Uh, but yeah, congrats. I mean, you know, congratulations to Texas. Um, I I I I love saying congratulations to Texas, and I also mm-hmm. hate that we have to congratulate Texas. Right, right. Like it's Texas. You would think that this wouldn't even be a thing down there, but it is what it is. But I'm glad that they're taking a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, let me see. So I'm just trying to I'm trying to pull it up and see uh, if I if I have anything. I should probably just pull up my. Uh, I should probably just pull up that alert from GOA also. Okay, so here we go. Uh, there's a couple of different things on that. Let's see what we could share this here. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott signs bill to allow Texans to carry handguns without a permit. Um, Texas Constitution. These are all headlines. We're just reading headlines right now. Signed goes into law effect September 1st. Um, there you go. So that's a good thing. I don't know what was the holdup all this time of why he wasn't signing it. Uh, but, you know, uh, it is what it is, right? As you said, man. Mm-hmm. Why do we even have to go through all of this? But, you know, we're going to need we're going to need more more things like that, unfortunately, with everything going on. And I'm trying to see if I got that GOA alert yet. It's probably not sending it out to everyone all at the same time. Let me see. No, I don't think I have that in my email yet, but all my emails haven't loaded here. All right. So if you guys. uh. Oh, Edge of the South says that was for DLD. Okay. All right. There you go. Hopefully he saw that. And uh, what was it? He says he said he would send me instructions on how to build a diesel still. Diesel still. 
Is that for like making moonshine? Mm, Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Someone who knows more about moonshine than I do (laughs) is going to have to make me hip to that one. (laughs) All right. So let's see what else is uh, what else is going on with you, man? What do you uh, what kind of trouble are you getting into here, Kevin Dixie? Uh, You know what? I'm actually staying out of trouble. Um, Uh I am still trying to mentally get myself all back into the game. I'm just looking at um, doing things and um, putting my footprint out there more, man, to be honest with you. I've decided I know I, you know, I get on fun shows like this and we talk and we it's just family. We're just we're just having conversation. Uh, But I'm going to try to to I've been investing in myself uh, personally and professionally behind the scenes for years now to Mm -hmm. be a better asset to fellow Americans. So. Uh, within the next month or so, we're going to be uh, launching our um, pretty much what I do framing for the truth. We're going to be bringing that to the adult sphere as well, where we're going to be uh, offering uh, counseling and mentoring services that you can actually sign up for online and we can do it via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be offering those services um, uh, when it comes to uh, business. We're going to be offering um, myself and some partners. We're going to be offering business consultation and things like that. I really want to get off into that market to help people be stronger and better in what they do. Um, from your conditioning to your, as far as your mental conditioning to your, um, your you you running your business or whatever. I want to use the people that I know along with myself to make sure we can contribute. So the counseling service will be uh, getting launched soon. I got some pretty cool things coming up with some uh, some two way people that we've decided mm-hmm. to combine synergy and do some cool stuff. So I'll let mm-hmm. that come out when um, we get everything all lined up. We got a couple of meetings coming up. We'll get all that pushed out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the uh, Stogies and Straps podcast which I'm uh, really, really excited about. Um, trying to finally finalize all the stuff for the studio now, get it all set up. I'm going to reach out to you with a couple of questions I got. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get that all that all set up. I've been Stogies and Straps is going to be a way for, for our community, and I'm not going to be the only one doing it, but I want to be able to have conversations outside of guns, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to talk about fatherhood, parents, men and women, uh, economics, all these different things that impact our lives that I don't think that we have a comfortable format to really discuss, mainly because um, we have to choose. Like, do I want to listen to somebody that's like anti-freedom, talk about the stuff that I love and enjoy, or could I actually go get it from somebody that believes in my American freedoms and also uh, is willing to have on guests and have uh, the conversations around other things that I think are important in life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I'm excited about Stogies and Straps. We're really going to have a really good time with it. I'm really, really excited about that, about that podcast. Um, and then the, the real NOC channel, um, I've decided after getting abused a lot by people um, that we're going to actually start putting out a little bit more gun, gun content on that channel. So um, I'm going to dive deeper into this space. Some other things that I that I do to, to generate income to feed my family are I'm going to supplement uh, that income with getting more involved in the freedom community. So with that, I'm also going to ask the freedom community to support that, right? Financially, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask them for support with that because I want to make sure that even in, uh, we get more into pop culture, like we have to start becoming um, parasitic in a way and really get involved in everything going on around us. And now that I have this this network that's been cultivated of people that are, are everywhere across the board, uh, from hip hop to movies to everything, I want to be able to start using that synergy and really not only broaden our scope of conversation, but be a representative for people that believe in freedom in pop culture, in pop society and, and other things that affect everyday people in different ways. So I'm 
I'm really, really, really excited about uh, some of the uh, adventures I got coming up. So do not be surprised if you don't see me pumping Patreon a little bit more. Okay. That's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, because, <laughs> yeah, we're going to definitely need the support to get it going. But um, I'm excited about it, man. I really want to um, I want to do my small part in just helping people. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about all the different things that we got coming up. And I'm more excited about some of the new partnerships that have been formed. So mm-hmm. um, I can't wait. This is going to be a, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a real good year. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of things in there. I don't know if uh, folks out there have a particular place that they want to start. What was the what was the thing that was happening with the you making the gun videos? Uh, were you, did you have partners in doing that or people who were filming it? So one the one there? thing that I've that I've always so I got I got faults right, and mm-hmm. I think people forget I'm a firearm stringer, and that's probably mm-hmm. my fault. Um, <laughs> but I, I take that I take that part of what I do. I'm I'm a true believer in a Renaissance man. I want to bring that attitude back to. Uh, we become, I think as a society, we become kind of compartmentalized in so many ways. Uh, we put ourselves in a box like, oh, I'm a podcaster. That's all I can do. People aren't going to respect me for a podcaster. Oh, hey, I'm a firearms instructor. That's all I'm going to do. Hey, I'm a carpenter. That's all I'm going to do. Like we've, we've missed out on the day where you can be involved in different, you can have, you can bring different skills to, uh, to life. And that's what I want to do. So I just want to be able to, um, to do that. But one thing that I always missed when uh, teaching people was a videographer. I, I never really had somebody dedicated there to create um, steady content that I can depend on. And that has since changed. So now I have the opportunity and being in a different market, I have the opportunity to to do that without taking away from my students. I'm a big fan of when you when you spent your money to be with me for eight hours, you spent your money to learn from me. You didn't spend your money for me to spend 30% of the class video recording you for I can look cooler on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. You did it. That's not what you paid your money for. Mm-hmm. So I'm really focused on a consumer and what they're there to learn. Um, and so the bad part about that is I, I wasn't able to make a lot of uh, gun content. And then when I do have time to do other things, there are other things filling that. Like I'm still, a, I'm still a father. I'm still a husband. I still have uh, other businesses that I run and all those different things. But now I want to start clearing that plate a little bit to get more involved in the aforementioned things. So that's opened up this, 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 um, this opportunity to actually share my way of educating people more. I will tell you my gun content videos are going to be as simple as they come because what I know uh, from talking to people is like, you'll put up a video and it's a great video and it's awesome and it's cool. And people are like, I didn't understand half the stuff you said. Mm-hmm. Right. You start using these acronyms and it's cool because you're just talking, but public speaking rule number one, Mm-hmm. Consider your audience. Right. So I think that um, I want to bring that to like the video I just put up yesterday was about LVPOs, low power variable optics. And the video is two minutes and 51 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And all I'm doing is really discussing with the primary arms optic why LVPOs are good. I didn't get into the reticle. I didn't get into your 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 BDC. Um, I didn't I didn't get into all of those things. I didn't get into the ACSS. I didn't get into those things. I just want to talk to the everyday person about, hey, this thing that goes from one power to four power or six power or eight power or 10 power. These are the reasons you should consider getting one. This is kind of the price point you can get it. These are the benefits of the thing. Show them the benefits and get the hell off their screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if they want to do more of the scientific research, there are absolutely ways to go get more of the scientific research. If you're absolutely into that type of thing, there are great channels to put out great content. You can mm-hmm. always go read, which I know is something people don't like to do. 
<laughs> but you can always go read the manufacturer's uh-huh. website. I just want to I want to be able to get on there and show you. And then obviously, if you want to learn more about the application of said thing that I'm talking about, sign up for a course and we can go through that. So um, that's yeah, what, what's uh, the point of the, YouTube the if you have to read, man? What is the point? Like, why? Did well, they I, I get it. Invent YouTube. Well, yeah, why? <laughs> And I know and I know that um, the real NOC channel is not going to be monetized. It's already been demonetized. And I, don't, I barely even did stuff over there. I get that. Stogies and straps, though, is going to be the way that we look to com- kind of combat that YouTube monetization, uh, which is kind of the same thing you do with your automobile channel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's going to be our way. So there won't be a lot of guns on the channel, right? There might be a gun up on the wall in the background or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily going to be a gun channel. It is a freedom channel. So obviously stogies and straps, right? That's our way to slide freedom in there. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're going to, um, we're, we're going to try to build up that channel to where it can be monetized. Cause I want to be able to deliver things to the American populace, but I also want to be able to deliver food on my family's table. Right. Yeah. So, um, um, the Jew says, the Jew says reading is gross. Uh, Crypto Vital says reading <laughs> is for peasants. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know what the thing... So the thing... the thing, uh, It's unfortunate that we are in an environment where uh, with YouTube, for example, you know, um, it's really tough for people to do gun stuff. And it's too bad. I know, obviously, there's an ideological reason why they're doing what they're doing. But I really think they're doing a disservice to people, not just me, right? There's so many people who came before me who put so much work in before I ever started doing it, who've been doing it since, new people who've come along, all that kind of stuff, who is so much better than, you know, than what I'm doing or whatever out there by by uh, suppressing people, you're really doing a disservice to Americans. Now, I guess that they're doing it ideologically because they believe somehow that's going to save the world, save the planet. But I think they're going to wind up getting the opposite result for that, you know, by limiting this conversation that we have. And it's too bad that like people have to do so many different things. I, I don't know, man, I'm past the point of like trying to figure out how to, you know, get people in the industry to get together and talk about it. I often tell people, can we do some meetings where there's no guns? It's not that I don't like shooting guns. Of course I do. I'm still buying guns and shooting guns and all that kind of stuff. But we need to actually get together and talk about some of this stuff and what we're going to do to keep this going Um, because it's, it's really, really important. But I don't know, man. Maybe there's uh, some folks out there. Maybe this is something that you could uh, figure out <laughs> how to get everyone well, you to know, come I, to this I, table I, and I, talk about I, it. I often tell people too that one of the one of the you know your your super strength can also be your weakness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have uh, the super strength of having good moral grounds and believing in free. That is mm-hmm. a superpower, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody doesn't have that. That mm-hmm. is a superpower. The problem with that is we're so busy being right, we're losing mm-hmm. because we're right. So when we just stick on that, but we're losing. And one of the, we lose in many ways, but one of the ways is until recent history, we haven't found a way to really become part of everyday society. And we need to do better with that. We know we're part of everyday society, right? You know that you love guns, but you're still a plumber. Right? We get that. Mm-hmm. However, we still have to become more ingrained in everyday society. And I think now is an opportunity to take advantage of that. So I'm with you. I, I, I often have conversations about how we can, you know, uh, you know, use cross marketing techniques to to reach other people and um, become more diverse in our conversations and our approach. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that the interest is where it sh- should be. 
Um, even when you start looking at a community outreach as a way to make the gun community uh, look better in people's eyes. Like when I first mm-hmm. said that eight years ago, people were like real complex, like why would the gun community be involved in community outreach? But yet you want the community to be involved in the 2A, mm-hmm. right? So you need to show people that you actually give a damn about them beyond the gun. And that's a mm-hmm. great way to help feed families, help, help mentor people, uh, help mm-hmm. get them excited about the equity that they have in their lives. So once they they understand that equity, you don't have to sell a gun to them. They're going to want to protect what they now know is a true investment. Right. So just getting getting more out there into people in everyday life, I think, is something that we miss an opportunity to do. Um, And all of it is not going to be the most popular YouTube video. Some of this stuff is behind the scenes, grassroots work, truly. But you can you can see the rewards of that if you get out there and do the work. And unfortunately, I don't think enough individuals or organizations really understand that. I think uh, everybody is after the immediate gratification and satisfaction of what they see mm-hmm. and nobody really wants to do some of the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that, I don't know. My response to that will be two part. I think one with um, YouTube and what they're doing, there's not a lot we can do. Like they've decided ideologically, they don't uh, agree with guns and there's nothing that we could do. I think the gun community is self-policing in a lot of ways, right? Not every single way, but no community is. Um, and, I, like so far as reaching out to them, I don't think it's going to make any difference. I know there's people trying that and doing things. I've talked to, to to folks out there. At the end of the day, they've decided that this stuff is no good, and they're going to suppress it. So they're going to do that. The so I mean, what can we do about that? If we don't have alternatives, and then the folks out there have decided that hey, we are going to suppress this message. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a done deal right there, right? So what we need to do is alternatives with that. I think right. on the other side, you're right that we do need to make sure that we're reaching out to the other things. Bless you, Lola. I think, you know, I hate to simplify it, but maybe I've been hanging out with you too long. I think there's like three C's, you know, there's like actual community, you know, communion where we actually get together. This is a thing that they would like to see us. They would like to be able to stop also, right? Right. The fact that we get together, like your event that you did, that's an event where people actually get together and sit down and talk to each other and face to face and help each other. You know, there's so much. That's the most powerful thing that we could do as human beings. And that's the reason why I put that first. And believe it or not, there's folks out there who don't want that. I know that might sound like, what are you talking about? These people, they do not want that. Okay. (laughs) Plain and simple, because that is the most powerful thing. Um, I think then then comes in like communication, right? This is what mostly what social media is. That's what it comes down to. YouTube is a is a is a very visual thing of us looking at YouTube videos. But YouTube itself is very much building uh, its platform along the lines of social media. They're competing with Facebook on Twitter um, and Instagram and things like that. So they want those folks in there talking to each other. But this is a place they they don't want us doing that. They don't want us to be, be able to talk to each other um, and communicate in any way outside of like physically being with each other. And then the third C in that thing is um, commerce. Us being able to actually buy and sell each other stuff. You know, so the, these are that's also another thing that the, these guys are going after. If we don't think about those things, ultimately we're not going to be very effective. The community part is where. Is, is exactly what you said. You know, 
We need to make sure that we're getting out there and actually face-to-facing with people, which is the reason why Lola and I are doing this van thing. And I know it sounds real crazy to folks, but I did not want anyone to put a limit on, on that for me, you know? Uh, even myself, I didn't want to say, oh, I'm not going someplace because now I got to fly out there. I got to figure out how to do all of this. I think these kinds of things makes it way easier for me to go to events, even things that pop up or just get out and actually have people see me and me see them. And I'll just remember what's so important. Um, but all of these things are getting hit. And I don't know if we're maybe maybe you have a better idea than I do. Do you think really people are? working on that or everyone's still just trying to make sure that they get big numbers and you know well i think i think with the platform part i just think it's um a lot of money and time invested into it and i don't know if people really i don't have the money to do it you know i know me and you both have had a conversation with somebody but last year that mm -hmm. clearly has the money to do it even said they have the servers to get it launched and things like that and we mm -hmm. were both there part of that conversation we gave ideas uh some things to relieve a little bit of stress and yet i've not seen that individual bring that to fruition right mm -hmm. it's like so you got the money you already mm -hmm. have the, the the servers to do it you already have the the bandwidth to do it mm -hmm. and you have the people that are willing to help you do it and yet you still won't execute on it so i, I at a certain point it's like all right, I, I can't keep chasing multimillionaires around, which I know a lot of them, and we keep having these conversations with them. Like, okay, cool. What I the only thing that I know to do now uh, to get to those three C's that you're talking about is make us to where we're hard to ban, which means we're in so many different places, you can't shut the whole thing down, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, you might not like the fact that I'm a gun dude, and you can shut my gun channel down, but you can't discuss, you can't, you won't be able to do anything about the fact that I'm a gun loving dude, and I sneak that message in on my car channel. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to really do that if I if I sneak that message in with a, a huge platform of a podcast that people enjoy watching. You won't be able to do that if we're involved in fashion and we're on these fashion platforms and stuff like that. So we just need to become very, very diverse and be around so many different places to where it's almost impossible to delete our message wholeheartedly because we're we are now ingrained. We're in the fabric of what Americans consume. And that's that's kind of where I want to get to now. Unde to, so make it undeniable. You're saying. Yes. Yeah. I think a hip hop is a lot like that. I've seen hip hop of people trying to squash it out, and now it's the dominant uh, music form. I think on the face of the planet, yeah, it, and at one time people try to like squash it out, and make it not exist anymore. Right? You know. And yeah. It, I mean, it, what did you see from there? Right. And remember when they were trying to do that to hip hop? Then all of a sudden, hip hop artists start uh, popping up on like pop music and giving you like features on pop music. Music and we saw it with country music. So hip hop said, okay, we're going to just be a part of everything. Now get rid of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know what's I, ironically, I think two things made, you know, and, and yes, we're diverting into a hip hop conversation for folks out there. Um, two things made hip hop brought it to where it is today. For me, looking at it, and I have friends, like I went to school with Father MC, who's like an old school rapper, but one of the first people who I knew that I saw like on uh, the Arsenio Hall show, and I saw him on MTV and places like that, we actually went to high school together. Um, you know, in those times, in the late 80s, this was kind of like uh, an organized situation where there was specific days that music was coming out. There were specific labels. You had to be on these labels and sign these deals in order for, for you to get out there. It's almost like 
how YouTube or Facebook have these platforms and then they're deciding what's wrong and what's right and they're doing things about that. What I think mm-hmm. and this went on for a long time. People were there were there was like the 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 record exec- executives were making big money, you know, but uh basically the folks in there weren't. It went on until uh to me two things happened. One um what was it Napster <laughs> yeah i remember napster yeah yeah napster changed that game because now they couldn't control distribution right in terms of in terms of getting that music out there even though everyone was like well and a lot of established artists were like oh you know we're losing money they're giving away the stuff but because napster was out there people can get have access to that music and then i think youtube actually changed a lot of things because now how do you promote that your music is out there and if it was all left up to mtv and whoever the established people were bet or whatever you know you'd have to get on there in order to promote your music well today there's lots of artists not just hip-hop either there's lots of musicians all over the world not just in america who are making money you don't even know who they are they're not maybe they're not making uh, hundreds of millions or billions but they're making enough money in some cases they're making a million dollars they're making enough that they don't have to have a job they could take care of their families they could they could hire people and it's because they have a way to distribute their music that um not everyone's in control of obviously itunes came in there and took over napster that's what iTunes is. Right. That's that's Apple taking over Napster. But there's other things out there that if they don't want you on their platform, you can get your music out there, and you're able and and they're able to distribute that worldwide through YouTube. So we need things like that. That's what. That's and what you we know need. what we we also need to be uh, responsible about promoting them and supporting them when we get them. Like so, one guy I'll give a lot of credit to, and I know he's got a good team behind him. And I've I've been watching this movement because I study things and I look at things from a a business aspect a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I sit back and I studied it. And uh, John Lovell is a great example. Right. John Lovell um, and his team created uh, the Warrior Poet Society Network. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I thought that was great because then he was able to give freedom related guys a platform to put their content out on mm-hmm. right and i don't you know know how the money is distributed and all those good things mm-hmm. but i'm not concerned about that because i'm not signed to them right right but a lot of those uh, a lot of those individuals are now able to say okay cool we're going to create this series we're going to put it on this network and great so now we have a place and we also need more networks like that right they're mm-hmm. they're kind of off of the youtube grid youtube can shut his channel down tomorrow but he can still operate so mm-hmm. we need to get to places like that and we also need to support it and what he did was in jeans was really smart um and we need to we need to also support that i saw a lot of people like oh why would i go watch his network i'm like so you're complaining that youtube is taking us down and then when to do get smart enough to get a team to build his own network that's all freedom based related content now you're complaining about that like god yeah i mean if if we don't if yeah if you don't invest we can't build out something yeah if you don't now like you said i'm not part of that I don't know if I would ever be. I'm not. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, I would prefer to support the thing that is um, a little bit more open. But yes, I think it is a good idea for people to do that. Just like a lot of people are getting their own websites and stuff like that. That's a way to do it. What we have to do is figure out Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to work with everyone, but we need to figure out a way to at least 
create some kind of communities that there's multiple people coming in there and we could share those resources. Even there, he didn't just go it on his own, right? Maybe initially he went it on his own, then he started adding people. Maybe over time that becomes the best way to do it and they can keep expanding that um, to different people. We saw in the past, we saw that happen with Full30. Um, you know, but but continued support is is very important there. You know, we've seen it happen with Gunstreamer, but same problem. <laughs> Ultimately, none of these things are going to thrive and become something if people don't invest in it. It's the only it's the only way you do that. You know, someone has to. It's like if you look at Tesla, whether you like it or hate it, someone decides to. In the beginning, everyone's like, "Oh, that's going to be out of business." Well, they're not out of business because a couple of people started buying them and then more people and maybe they started getting better and then more people started getting it to today now where it's cool. So everybody wants to do it and they're selling every single one that they make. But someone in the beginning had to like make the sacrifice when it wasn't so awesome. If you ever drive an old like Model S like I have, you're like, oh, this is I, I don't want this thing. <laughs> I've done it. And I'm like, oh, this is crap. I wouldn't I wouldn't give these dudes my money. But someone has to make those initial investments in time. And I think for us, we all have to do that. And we have to somehow sit down and, and come up with something like that. If it's not Warrior Poet Society, we have to go, okay, let's take, let's take Odyssey, right? Let's take that. It already exists. Everyone can sign up for it. If, if a hundred of us or if a thousand of us sat down and said, okay, we're going to put our videos here first. And a thousand of us are going to tell our audience this is where to go. We could make a difference of a hundred thousand views a day on Odyssey, you know. And if they are right now open to what we're doing, we can maybe start communicating with them, which we cannot do with YouTube, and figure out whether these people are, you know, really freedom loving, and do they appreciate what we do. And then we can get more people involved, and then keep building that out i don't think it's going to erase youtube but the more of us that got together and said we're going to put our content there and we're going to go watch it there and then maybe the industry is going to go okay let's put some money into that that's how we make something happen you have to invest in, and take the chance totally agree yeah um totally agree. Your, what do you think the likelihood is of that happening though you know uh slim enough only because we, we aren't, um, I, I, I think collectively, like a person mm -hmm. is intelligent, people can be, you know, a little stupid. And so I think that when you, um, when you put it out and put out a plan like that, a lot of people are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, nah, whatever. They kind of lose interest real quick. Um, and I, I think that that's unfortunate, uh, but it also doesn't mean that we, uh, we, 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 we get the opportunity or we're afforded the opportunity to stop trying. We also have mm -hmm. to continue to try to do that. Um, and come up with ingenious ways to do it. And so in the meantime, I think everybody can just uh, do the job of supporting and sharing the people out there that they do. And we've been saying it for years, right? Share, share, share. And a lot of people, oh, you just want my content, your content on my my page. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely I do, right? Yeah. Because that's the way that we get more and more people to understand who we are. Um, and then from there, maybe we'll have somebody reach out to us and say, hey, guys, we're we're really launching this thing. We're, we're, we're an IT company. We're really interested in let's go. But we have to do more about blanketing uh, the market with who we are and what we represent in order to get that attention driven to us. So it's not an easy approach, man. Um, I wish people would invest more um, and, and stop 
but we, we have a tendency in every community. Everybody does it. It's not picking on this industry. Uh, it's just, and we're we all guilty of the same thing. Where, <laughs> we're all guilty yeah, of the same absolutely, thing. absolutely, man. For different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Nobody, nobody is, is, is above reproach when it comes to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to get to the point to where as a um, community, we actually start investing in good ideas and support other moves and initiatives that the guys have. Like, right, like me, me telling you, and I'm, I'm going to make it about myself for a moment, me telling you that uh, myself and some trusted colleagues are starting that uh, that mentoring service, that business consultation service. Well, if you have that need, don't go to somebody that's not pouring back into your freedom. Give us a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's all kind of small things that you can do as well that actually fuel the machine that's out there fighting for your rights every day. We just have to we're, we're going to have to get there. And I don't know if it's strictly up to you know, um, all the YouTubers or all the podcasters to do it, but we have to get a collective that's strong enough to go do it. But we're also nothing without the support of the everyday American people. Like we're nothing without them. So we actually, we have to get them motivated to help as well. Yeah. And the community goes both ways. You know, like one of my, my, one of my philosophies is if you feel like people should be doing something for you, when once you get over that initial hurt feelings, (laughs) like people are doing, because I feel that way, right? Um, then do something for people. That's the best solution to it. I mean, that's what I'm doing here, right? This is like me thinking, right. man, there's no one out here trying to help me or promote me or whatever. My solution to it is, you know what? I, I'm going to try to help people and promote people, <laughs> you know? And I don't know where it's going to, I don't know where that thing's going to come from. I think that like for right here, we have built a small community. I see the same people coming in here every night, man. They hang out. Sometimes they're not even listening to me and you. They're talking to each other. So that's how I know it's a Mm -hmm. real community. I'm not complaining about that. I think it's awesome when I see it. And our numbers might be small, but we're doing things for each other. They're doing something for me by coming in here every night. And, and then going and checking out Kevin Dixie or checking out Dark, you know, after he came on here or this person or that person. And I'm trying to do something for them. So a, a, someone who pops up who has zero people following him or five or ten people or whatever. I'm like, hey, come on, let's let's talk about it. Right. You know, let me let me see if I can help get you from five to, to 20, you know. This is, we need we need more of this. Right. When you when you think you don't have something and someone's not giving it to you, try going out there and giving those things to other people and see what happens. It's true. Yeah, you know I know you do, I know you do that kind of stuff. So I'm just saying, if someone is listening to this, maybe you know. Um, they can they can uh, take some motivation from that. So uh, Ray Bazzolo says we love Hank. I love you guys too. You know, um, and hopefully uh, the love the love is mutual to all the people. I don't know. Now I feel like a hippie. Is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're talking about love. What is what is the seven thousand? <laughs> what is this? Seven thousand nine point seventy five percent, Hank. What does that mean? I see Jen Champ. Uh, I don't. Know uh, I think know. that's a way of saying a hundred percent, but giving you way more than a hundred percent correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all teamwork. Okay, listen, we hit the nine o'clock hour. I know you got a bunch of things to do um, going on. So, how about telling the folks out there what you are up to, what kind of stuff you have going on now, how they could support you, and uh, we'll you know we'll wrap this up here. 
the most the most immediate way you can support us to go over to noitherchoice.com that's noitherchoice.com all spelled out you know look there for some um some swag look there for some uh some things to equip your your firearm needs so that's the best way obviously get into a training class is a great thing to do i'm not gonna lie and say yeah because of the shift that i'm doing to kind of help our community expand and pour more into it um if you become a patreon i would greatly appreciate that we're going to be working on exactly the, the true benefit Patrick for our p- package for our Patreons and that's patreon.com forward slash NOC firearms. Uh, if you want to help out with our community outreach, that'll be greatly appreciated as well. That's GoFundMe uh, forward slash uh, aiming for the truth and follow me on all your platforms at the real NOC for no other choice and look out for all the cool stuff we got coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you listen, can I tell you guys something? If you don't have any money to give to Kevin Dixie, um, figure out some companies that do support Kevin Dixie, please. Go to his social media, and you see this company supports Kevin Dixie. Just give him some love over there. <laughs> yeah, okay? that'd be cool, too. Absolutely. A lot of that helps. Uh, I'm not trying to say don't give Kevin Dixie money, but if you can't, the next best thing is go over there, something that he does with that company, give him some love, share it or whatever. I think that kind of, you know, that kind of feedback uh, to those companies help that company continue to do it and maybe some other companies come on board. There's not one solution to this. And I think uh, Kevin, you know, needs, uh, appreciates and deserves the uh, support from lots of different directions. So if you guys can, if you guys can give some money, if you can, if you're a company, you can hit him up, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all those kinds of things. He won't be spending the money on three fingered rings and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know. Now, you see, you see every, everything that we do with every dime that we bring in is, is, is visible. And mm-hmm. I try to be very transparent about that uh, because we want mm-hmm. people to know. And I think, Hank, you you really are spot on. If resources some of the financial resources are a problem. When you see me talking about walkers or I'm wearing a fax, I know it's kind of hard to see because of this yeah. thing, but I'm wearing a fax. Sh- I did see tonight. that. Shout out to um, Faxon. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Facts and Firearms, you know. Um, support, go support those guys. Tactical Life, um, all these different companies you see, Brownells. You simply hopping on our page, you can just hop on our page out of nowhere and say, hey, thanks guys for supporting the real NLC or thanks for supporting Katie. Like that kind of stuff is is digital currency and you have no idea how impactful it is and it costs you nothing. Yes, absolutely. All right, listen, Kevin, big thanks. I'm going to let you hit the folks with some more words of wisdom here after I wrap it up. I do want, I saw Harrison from Harry's Holsters in the chat, but we were so heated in our conversation. I was throwing up what he was saying, but shout out to Harrison. Uh, go to Harry's Holsters, use the code Hank Strange if you want to save some money there. Uh, I do get a couple of shekels from that, but you can get some good holsters from, from Harry's Holsters as well. So it's a good exchange. Uh, I'm going to run in the end here. And we will be right back with words of wisdom from Kevin Dixie. All right, guys, thanks so much. Hit those, hit that subscribe button, uh, smash the thumbs up, share this if you can. Thanks to everyone listening to the audio all over the world. If you're not listening to it yet, we're going to rip out this audio, throw it up on iTunes and all your favorite places around the world to listen to this. Um, Deximus Maximus, what do you have for us tonight? Whatever you're doing in life, if you've uh, started, especially if you started a business or a mission, you're probably curious about why the some of the people closest to you don't support you. Why those cousins, those friends since high school don't support your mission and push what you do. I want to tell you today, those individuals do love you. They do care about you. They just don't believe in you because they can't believe in your growth and they can't believe that the person that they thought they knew 
has exceeded to certain heights in life. So they love you. They just don't believe in you. And you need to be okay with that and seek out people that do. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Kevin, if I didn't say thanks for coming on here at the last minute, uh, thank you. I, I do definitely love and appreciate you, man. You always got my back, even at the last minute. I appreciate that, brother. No, no, man. My pleasure, man. It's my right. pleasure to always be on with the people. Absolutely. We're out of here. We'll see you guys later. Peace.